So I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want to hear the one about the pants again? Or do you want to hear this one? Hello, I am Lucia Versprilli. Um, welcome to D4. I have taken over. Um, you may also know me as Seer Sword all over the internet. Um, I do a bunch of different stuff. And today I have the pleasure of DMing for this beautiful and wonderful group. Um, the theme tonight is the Fathom Express. So this is going to be um, very horror focused and just as a little warning for people watching, you may um, be stressed out with us. There's going to be some elements of body horror, um, infestation, those sorts of things. Um, so if you need to step out or take a break, please make sure to take care of yourself. I'm gonna take care of myself and all my players here. Um, tonight, our sponsors, we have Die Hard Dice, D&D Beyond, Beetle and Grimm, Eldritch Foundry, Meeple Madness, and Idol Champions. Uh, no giveaways this week, however, make sure to get your Idol Champions free loot chest by using the code at the bottom of the screen, and keep up with all of the channel's announcements and get all of your D4 merch over at d4dndrpg.com. I think that's gonna bring us in. Mm -hmm. So, without further ado, let us immerse ourselves in the chronicles of the Fathom Express. Woo! We begin in a strange place. Strange for a passenger on a train. Normally you'd expect to board, find your seat, take in the surroundings, but for you, you are unaware of how you got here. You remember purchasing a ticket, or maybe, did someone give you a ticket? Nonetheless, you have it in your hands, Miss um, Evangeline. Oh, thank you. Um, Dr. Grant. Okay, that's upsetting. Vincent <laughs> Benz. Mm. Lady Cornelia. Thank you, darling. That's good. And Titi. Yes, Y'all, it's skin. I'm so happy right now. This is unsettling. <laughs> it's a little smack. Yeah, all right, Lucia, you finish yours. <laughs> Each of them seemingly assigned perfectly to you. Your name written clearly in ink, right there where it should be. Taking in your surroundings, you see the windows of this train car have been blocked out. Heavy velvet curtains shutting away light that may otherwise stream into the room. But you can see by way of the only window that's not blocked. The one across from you, a small square glass piece on the door, letting in a small amount of light from the next car over. Around you, you feel like you are on the luggage or storage car. Nothing abnormal rests here. Suitcases, crates, a couple of satchels filled with personal items. Um, but you are not alone. Strangers, ones that you remember vaguely from the station. Was it the station? Nonetheless, they are somewhat familiar, like a face you keep running into but are never properly introduced to. You all stand in this room, lights dim, the door in front of you, and not much else. Um, who here has the highest passive perception? Oh, that ain't me. Uh, I have an 18. 15, 15 on mine. Yeah, I not me. 17, <laughs> I believe. Nope, I'm an 18 as well. A lady okay. has to be aware of her surroundings. Ladies first. 
So the two of you, um, Evangeline, if you would like to introduce yourself and your character, please. Um, hello, I am Miss Evangeline. I am uh, a, a aspiring socialite. <laughs> um, I, I have been fortunate enough to find myself within a few of the courts around the area, and um, I'm, I'm just ever so taken with, with the the comings and goings of the, the gentry and, and all their silks and, and satins and taffeta. And I, I would just desperately like to be a part of that world. So I thought perhaps taking, taking a train trip might be a good way to meet people. And Lady Cornelia, if you would also like to please introduce yourself. Of course. Um, her name is Lady Cornelia, the Madame of Consumption. She wears a red gown, appropriate for well-off people, maybe not people in the top society, but well enough and comfortable. And at first, when you look upon her, you notice her striking appearance because she's very intimidating. She stands very tall and holds herself like a woman would who has lived far past their expiration date. And she looks around, and as she does, she removes her, her spectacles that she has of ruby red glasses. And you notice that her eyes appear to have been clawed and gorged out, but she seems fine seeing without them. And she is a lady of the courts, but only because they taste so sweet. So the two of you, as you are sort of standing in this storage car, you see from the window that is letting in that small amount of light, there seems to be a dark sort of shape moving past it, around it, um, and you just sort of kind of are able to take that in while you're also taking in the rest of your surroundings. Hmm. Lovely to meet you. Where I, is this? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, did you see that? Um, unfortunately, yes, there's... I also see shadows over there, so perhaps you should go check those out. Over there. Uh, of, of course, your ladyship. <laughs> and she does like a little curtsy and uh, sort of kitty prances over in the direction. Okay. As you both are sort of talking about the shapes moving, the three of you also sort of, it's not a large car, so sort of all in this vicinity, you also hear this and sort of alerts you towards the car window where you can also begin to see that shape outside the door moving. Okay, um, Dr. Grant is just kind of looking over his stuff, seeing if anything was taken from him because he can't quite remember walking onto the train. And he doesn't know if he was knocked out or if this is where he's supposed to be. And he just wants to make sure that he has all of his notebooks on him or if uh, his satchel is nearby, just uh, to make sure that no document, you know, all of his archaeological notes are still in place and then make sure that. He double checks, triple checks for his canteen. Okay. You begin to sort of check your person and like feeling around, you feel 
complete. Like you have all of your things and you're otherwise in good condition for what you're used to. You don't remember being in a situation where you would have been knocked out, but you are on this train, but you're unharmed. Okay. I'll cautiously move towards uh, the two ladies and I will definitely make my way towards the, uh, the tabaxi as I look over and I see the finally, although finally dressed and that's was like, okay, uh, uh, someone that uh, has, and there's like the shock as <laughs> she turns around and says, okay, because he sees dead things quite often. They don't typically talk and when they do, it's not good. So he <laughs> tries to compose himself Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Do you need help? Uh, oh, I, I was just going to go investigate that pocket of shadow over there. Uh, do you mind if I accompany you? Oh, I would appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm Miss Evangeline. Uh, I'm Dr. Grant Priddleton. Dr. Priddleton. Yeah. My name's Lady Cornelia, the Madame of Consumption. But you can call me Cornelia. And with that, he kind of like pulls up his... Consumption? Of course. You have consumption. Yes, and I'm going to... Oh, no. Here. <laughs> oh. Here, and I pull out a little, like, cookie tin, and I open it, and I say, would you like a lady finger? And it's a bunch of severed fingers with beautifully painted fingernails. They're quite crunchy when they're fresh. I love yours. Completely just goes... Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Goes more white than you would expect this just normal human. He looks like a... Uh, an adventurer, an archaeologist, but his complexion pales extremely, almost like a to your level. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I believe I'm fine. I'm quite, uh, no, just, uh, I'm not hungry right now. Thank you. And kind of gives you this look. Kind of, let's move. She kind of sticks the finger she took in her pocket. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll 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 walk forward. <laughs> okay. I okay. wouldn't want to be rude. Okay, so the two of you are searching, and then you are investigating something else in the I, room. I I'm kind of watching that shifting shadow and okay. waiting to see if anyone else approaches it, because I can hear more movement presumably in the the car that we're in. So I'm going to be the beacon by the door that okay. everyone's going to see eventually. Okay. Um, what are the two of you doing as this is happening? Um, hearing that conversation and hearing that there's snacks, uh, <laughs> Gigi's going to make her way towards uh, Cornelia's voice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you see this uh, small uh, Triton woman uh, with very uh, expensive jewelry, a silk scarf, uh, ostrich feather in her hair, or peacock feather in her hair, and she goes, oh, thank goodness, another lady on board. Of course, darling. You look magnificent. Thank you, so do you. I very much appreciate your dress. Thank you. Would you like a lady finger? Are they from actual ladies? (laughs) Of course, the freshest around. Oh, you meant it! Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) I believe this one was from a court up in the northwest. She's the bride or something of a a A nobility. A bride. How very lucky. I will hold on to that. Of 
course, save it for later. For when I'm peckish, yes. Mm. Um, so what, what brought you on board? Um, well, I'm not quite certain. I, I remember thinking about wanting to see my daughters. And I, I assume, I guess, I just got on a train in a feeding frenzy or something. Oh, goodness. I was at the party with my friend Jacques, and we were having a very good party. And I thought oh. this was a continuation of the party, but I don't seem to see my friends anywhere. Well, that's very troubling. There was a cat woman and an, someone who seemed very scared by me. And they went that <laughs> way to investigate something. You're more than welcome to wait here. I think I will stick with a fellow lady. Oh, you flatter me. <laughs> so the two of you are camping near the door. Mm -hmm. Vincent, what are you doing? Vincent is just kind of watching everyone. <laughs> this is like, not with these freaks. No, nope. all the women exchanging <laughs> fingers. <laughs> yeah, he is just like, almost in shock. He's That's like, just you. <laughs> uh, you know, clutching this ticket in his hand that he's just almost like looking down at, trying to remember. Uh, he is also going to check his person, uh, make sure that uh, he checks his holsters to make sure that his weapons are still there. Uh, more so the one that sits uh, right over uh, his uh, left uh, breast were like closest to his heart. Um, just making sure that that is there. Um, and he just like looks around. Uh, he's, you know, dressed in all black, black tricorn hat, pretty much exactly what you see. Uh, the, but the one thing that you do notice is that uh, the right side of his face is horribly burned and scarred. Um, that is just covering up and there's even like a little bit of like cataract in his right eye um, to where he might be blind out of it. Uh, it's not, but doesn't seem to be too impeded by it. Um, and two gnarly uh, scars that kind of run down that could be claw marks or could be potential of something else, of maybe something splashing across his face. Uh, but he is just like looking around and it's just like, Nine hills, am I? Okay. So, as you all are sort of getting to know each other, exchanging lady fingers, <laughs> um, amongst other things, um, the two of you standing by the door, um, Gigi and Cornelia, you sort of see that figure continuing to move and you recognize that it's getting larger, like it is getting closer and closer to the door. Um, and as you are sort of standing there, is there anything you would like to do in preparation before it reaches the door? I'm going to back up and get Cornelia's arm with me. Just be like, yes, we have to go check out the other cars. I'm sure they're wonderful and slide the door open. You read my mind. <laughs> I was like, I walk up to the door and open it. Okay. <laughs> So, as you both sort of reach for this sliding door, you feel without um, any of your pressure onto it, 
rather like someone else has grabbed the other side. Like when you touch it, it just goes. Yes, both both of you sort of move it aside and you see um, this figure and as it sort of leans far under the doorway making up for the kind of length that it has to, um, they, a man? humanoid mostly in figure but a naturally long-limbed and thin um, his eyes are sort of dark and beady and don't really sit in the socket but almost like on top of a plane of skin um, from the center of his face there protrudes this almost shelf-like nose that then slopes all the way down into past where his chin would be um, this sort of like small downturned, slight frown sits in the middle of that flat slope of skin. Entering the room, he wears a nicely tailored and fitted suit, a gold and freshly polished uh, pocket watch dangling carefully from pocket to pocket, and atop his head, a nicely crisp hat that reads conductor. Welcome to the Fathom, the first express to tour the unexplored routes of the deep sea. Here, our motto is, where anything is fathomable. You see, he extends out this hand, awaiting something. A thumb, where you would expect it, but the two pairs of fingers seem to make up their own appendix. Um, attached between them is this thin layer of skin, like webbing, and each finger extends this long, black, claw-like nail. Your tickets, please. Oh, yes, of course. Wonderful. Uh, As he reaches for Lady Cornelia's ticket, she places her hand in his hand and goes, well, I must say, you're a sight for sore eyes, (laughs) and then places the ticket in his hand and says, I'm Lady Cornelia. He sort of gives this sort of, it's almost feels like a strain (laughs) for him. This sort of like downturned mouth curling just slightly. Um, You hand over your tickets and both of you feel something foul wash over you, this sense of dread as his eyes sort of focus between the two. The once somewhat blank glance now turning to almost like a primal look, like you are prey and you know that you are being watched. His mouth opens. The wide, the wide once small opening now extending across where the cheek, the jaw would be, and from it, almost like the movement of something mechanical, the inner workings of his mouth move past his lips, the gums flying forward in this grabbing motion. But for a moment, you see with his mouth spread wide open, this sheen of something sticking out from the roof of his mouth a gold cylindrical bar, like on a hole punch. And just as he raises your tickets to his lips, something even worse fills all of you in this room. 
Behind you, you hear the doors. Shoom, 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 shoom. All the train car doors opening, sliding in succession. A chilling wind rapidly filling the room. All of you feel like you've suddenly been submerged into this arctic water. From the shadows of the train cars, nearly all the way down to the length of the express, you see this dark red smoke barreling through the cars towards you. And as it rushes, it starts to manifest into these red reaching tendrils, almost like dagger-ended ropes flying with no resistance. And as they reach the car you are standing in, they wrap like lassos around the long limbs of the conductor. And that look that he had previously given you shifts. The once hunter-like stare he shared with you now in realization that he has become the ensnared prey. And just as you have that moment to exchange glances without words, his body is dragged back through the train, the doors he passes through sliding, shoom, 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 back into place, the shadows consuming him. The chill of the room subsides and you look down, and there on the floor, your tickets, still unpunched. You are now standing in the luggage car. The light from the adjacent window now altering. Before it felt like a dim daylight peeking in through the space, but now it is more purposeful almost like its source is a lantern or a candle placed directly to entice you. What are you doing, passengers? Uh, Grant screams. I think Miss Evangeline like hopped into his arms, cause she's small. <laughs> so she like hopped into his arms. <laughs> I think in that instance, uh, Lady Cornelia moves with otherworldly reflexes and picks up both tickets. Okay. And hands you yours. And says, I don't know what they mean, but they seem important. I feel like if we have not gotten our tickets punched, we do not want to be found with unpunched tickets. Oh, that's incredible. We need to leave. <laughs> we definitely need to go. This is certainly not the bachelor party I went to. Oh, um, Lady Evangeline, um, Dr. Oh, no, miss, Pimple, miss. Miss. Yes. Miss Evangeline, Dr. Pimpleton, we're leaving the car. Oh. Goodbye. No, oh, Come with oh. us if you wish. Pr Priddleton? Priddle it's Priddleton. Oh, there's more people here. Priddleton. Oh. Oh, Priddleton. And he's like... Priddleton. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. There's, she's, she's got her claws into your arm just a little bit. Like trying to give a cat a bath. Yeah, <laughs> very much like when you're trying to bathe a cat or picking one up and it doesn't want to be picked up. A little less... Oh, sorry, sorry, I, okay. I'm terribly, oh, oh. And to be correct, we have not seen you yet. Or at least us yeah. two. We, oh, we I think we've seen him. I imagine we're in the same him. Yeah, you, okay. we've all sort of like, we haven't interacted, I imagine all interacted the, with yeah. any I imagine all the doors flying open, we notice each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah no. I mean, it, he, he, his like hand went into the breast, like, coat, like, part of his duster, but then like, all of that happened, and he's just like in shock. And then just like still clutching the ticket. This is not the right train. No. I agree completely. And then uh, 
Grant, I think the problem is it's the right train. Grant whispers to the, uh, the, the madam that's in his arms <laughs> and kind of turns you, protecting you from the new figure. You turn her towards me. <laughs> turn it towards the other way. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many people. I think he's trying to rob, rob the pen, pl- train. Uh, oh. Oh. Did you not what? see the monster? I think we can't. Is our no, there are oh, many illusions goodness. in this world. Oh, oh, you saw that was an illusion. I'm backing down the hallway. And <laughs> I'm following. <laughs> she will. She well, wonderful. Will. Uh, we are getting out of here. If you <laughs> intend to come with us, arm in arm. Yes. Yeah. I'm, so <laughs> I'm so sorry, Doctor. I, I get a little jumpy when I'm afraid. Uh, are you okay? I, I am. Thank you. Set you she, down. So, and she kind of. Um, brushes the blood on his arm from where he's had like little pinpricks. And he's still standing there. I'm, I'm dead. I've died. Oh no, I certainly hope not. This is. I thought I would go to them, but I guess I didn't. Oh, it, it's gonna be okay. We're not dead. We I guess can't I'm be on dead. the train to hell. Um. Oh goodness. If if we are going on that theory, uh, there's only that's the, the only con- way to the properly con- explain that. Oh, and no, that. Not exactly. Uh, or we've all taken too much opium. That happens. And uh, uh, Grant will move his arm, and you see one of those tendrils kind of form out of the air. Mm. And he goes, it's just an illusion. And he kind of waves through it, and you, it's just made of, of air. I and touched fire. the conductor. Yes, the conductor is probably true, but if we are going on the mindset that this is a train to hells, then... Perhaps that was Quran, and if this is the fathom, as we hear, I heard something about under. Underwater. Oh, underwater. Are, are we in the sticks? Oh, underwater. No, I, I think I've been to the sticks. I believe he said anything is fathomable. If anything is fathomable, that means fantastical Robert. things are possible, even if an illusion. I think I appreciate your. <laughs> Candor and I, depression, but I, I should point out that there are terrible, horrible things in this world Hello. that will absolutely do horrible, terrible things to you. So it's entirely possible. Yes, this is all reality. You're traveling with two of them, so I believe yeah, I we know. should all stick Very together. Very well aware of that. Oh, you—you you look like you would be. Yeah, can't say I'm not a stranger to it myself. So um. Where are we going, ladies? You said that you were. All you're... right, Alonzi. I'm Miss Evangeline. Hello. Hello. Are you okay? I think he's clearly not okay. It's safe to say that I don't think any of us are clearly okay. I'm perfectly comfortable. I'm incredibly unstable. <laughs> I think that was a, a question about the situation and not the person. How are we supposed to go? Not how any of this was supposed to go. Oh, you still think we're dead? Okay. I... No. What did you do? Supposed to be it. How I was getting them back. Hmm? What? This is not the train. This is not... What... What... Is... Perhaps we should walk and talk. Yeah, no, I've closed the door behind us as we're walking down the hallway like, hmm, we're not going back there. What's your name? Vincent. 
Uh, Alonso. Uh, Dr. Grant Priddleton. Lady Cornelia. I won't tell you the full title because you already seem weirded out by me. <laughs> Gigi. It, it's gonna be okay. As you all are speaking, and you see that um, the door previously, when you had tried it, there was kind of like a lock almost that you felt across it, but now it sort of slides freely. You see um, from the space between this door and the continuing door to the next car, <laughs> there is sort of this uh, familiar enough with magic there's sort of this barrier that goes around it's clear it goes around kind of the edges of the outside of the train and you see outside it sand all the way reaching out as far as you can see seaweed coral fish you are underwater and it is dark. You are far, far under. Do you suppose this train is structurally sound? Oh. I imagine if it was not, we would already know. She does have a point. I can't swim. That's I, okay, I, I can. can't either. I'll help you. I don't need to breathe, so I can get you to the surface quickly. As you are also standing in this sort of between walkway, uh, between cars, you see that the window now was sort of translating from the next car over, that warm light sort of continuing to dance from the next car. And you begin to hear this jovial music, almost like a normal, tavern coming from the next car over. Ah, perhaps there is the bachelor party I was oh. supposed to be a part of. Incredible. I, I thought bachelor parties were for the gentlemen. Not if you're in the cake. Oh. Congratulations. Oh. Thank you. Noblemen have so much money. They do, yes. I open the door. I, I think it actually would be smarter. I mean, yes, finding someone else that might know something, but if we could move forward to the engine, perhaps find... Because, I mean, the conductor's gone now, so who's... Who is... Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, what if that was an elaborate show? It is... Everything is fathomable. Ah, perhaps so, we should not bother him in his duties. So now you're on my side, and it's all just an illusion and part of the show. But what if it's I, not? Then we'll find out quickly. If it happens again. Lady Cornelia, you have opened the door to the next car? Yeah, I just, as I'm talking, I'm like <laughs> opening it and stepping through without looking. Okay. And I think at this point he actually reaches in and he'll pull out a, a flintlock pistol. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it is brass barreled that has runes inscribed into the stock of it. Uh, and then across the barrel itself, uh, it says, I will always remember. Okay. Ooh. Who in the group is the furthest from the next car door? Probably me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overhead's way. 
Oh no. <laughs> it's, it's we heard that chick, chick, and everyone went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so um, you notice, because you're in the back, as uh, Lady Cornelia slides the door open, behind you, the door that you came from, this sort of spreads over it, this black sort of smoke. Doesn't affect you, just completely obscures the view okay. of not the coming, car. Not coming towards it's us, sort but, of but almost like, like filling up as yeah. we move on. Mm-hmm. The fog of war starts to take. Got it. Yeah. It's yeah. the map scroller. Yeah. The map scroller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that what people in side scrolling games actually see? Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> the door now open. You sort of take in the space in front of you. The air is a mixture of smells, sort of this sweet maple and sort of this robust bourbon mixed with the smoky sort of tobacco. Around you, the walls of the train car are covered in mirrors, framed by ornately carved wooden columns and molding. And there's about a dozen booths uh, filled with patrons here. I thought you said boobs. <laughs> I did <laughs> It's like, it doesn't boobs? I was actually anticipating that before I said it, and I was like, don't make it sound like boobs. <laughs> it is so, so this is filled with people. You, stepping into the room. We'll get there. You, you said patrons, and now <laughs> I'm concerned. Patrons, indeed, the... The booths, (laughs) the seats are filled with figures, um, but as you're sort of taking the sounds and the sights in, you're also hearing all this chattering and laughing, but it's all sort of like slurred or like somebody is playing their conversation in reverse. You see... None of them are really saying anything. They're just sort of interacting and talking, but nothing substantial. You also feel a sense of pause as the music continues, the sounds are hitting you, but they all sort of stop and look at you for a moment before turning back to their conversation and continuing. And even worse, you realize that their faces are contorted, almost like a perfect image of them had been painted in oil, but you stretched the canvas over a flat plane of the face. Some of their features appearing in abnormal places like a mouth over a cheek or the nose being completely gone. You also recognize that their plates are full of food that has been blackened or molded beyond being edible but their glasses shine with this glittering, beautiful liquid, red in color, rich in color, but it's not familiar familiar to you. Mm-hmm. It is not, the viscosity is different. It's bubbly, it looks oh. refreshing. Carbonated blood? <laughs> More like, like a cherry wine, okay. if you will. Okay. A spritzer, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so these distorted patrons mm-hmm. look towards us, but don't really pay us any mind? They sort of all turn, take you in for a moment, and then go back to their conversation. 
conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like that moment when you're accidentally too loud right as the music stops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Miss Evangeline oh, right. kind of slowly moves back behind the doctor and just kind of grips the back of his shirt. I think as a far traveler, someone from a completely yeah. different system of existence, she's she's used to people staring at her. She thinks this is par for the course, so I think she confidently yeah. strides up to the bar area. Okay. And is like, could I have a glass of whatever? All right. As you um, sort I am of walking up with you. approach the bar-like area, you see there's like these racks and racks and rows of this mm. same sparkling liquid, but it's behind sort of this like thick uh, purple-stained glass. Mm. Um, you see the as you sort of approach and you begin speaking to the bartender, um, very nicely dressed, um, again, masculine in figure, turns, and as he does, you see that the face, not unsimilar to you, actually, mm-hmm. sort of has these long um, sort of lashes across the eyes and these like perfect, almost tic-tac-toe scars. Um, the sort of mouth area is just like someone has grabbed it with their fingers and then moved it away slightly. And he sort of... Incredible. <laughs> what? Uh, Lady Cornelia, could, could you do me a quick favor? Mm-hmm. Please slap the hell out of me. I was very intoxicated before I got on this train. I just need to check. Okay. <laughs> and I go about one-tenth of how hard I can slap <laughs> I just go, pop. <laughs> How's that? Sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure I'm sober. Okay. See, what? Vincent reaches in, pulls out a flask, takes a swig, <laughs> puts it up. As you are standing kind of here at the bar, the uh, tender sort of, uh, and he sort of goes over and he begins um, taking out just a singular one of the bottles and he places it. Thank you so much. I have no earthly idea what you're saying. Uh. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. I have no idea what this is. And I... Take the oh, you're going to you're going to sip it. Okay, I'm not stopping her <laughs> at all. I'm just sure. like, all right. Uh, I'm not sure that's a good idea. Oh, little. Okay, I'll stick my tongue in. First question: um, Why are we slapping each other? Oh, they believe to be um, inebriated. I wanted to make sure I was sober. And not mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second question: Why do you think it'd be a wise idea to drink that? I eat people. This looks like blood. Bubbly but you don't blood. Know that checks out. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Uh-huh. We are leagues mm. underwater. That is normal for me. Fair. Mm-hmm. But then we just see horrific sights. And we're just going to brush over the fact that this woman said that she eats mm-hmm. people. I've seen weird shit. To be fair, most of the time, they're ethically sourced. Oh, well, as long as it's so organic. They're people who try and kill me. I mean, mm. 
eventually I... I'll run out of people trying to kill me, but that's going to be a few hundred years from now. I grew up in a cult. I've seen some shit. I used to have this lovely cult that followed me around. They were adorable. And then oh. they all got killed by a group of people that were hired to kill them. Actually, really? What was their name? It, mm, it started with a D. Oh, that's not us then. <sighs> Somebody hired a bunch of adventurers to come and, and wipe us out. And fortunately, I managed to hide. Good yeah. for you. Have you industrious. taken a sip? Yes. I, okay. uh, at this point, <laughs> like, as like, we're discussing, she's like, absolutely. <laughs> Are you down any hit points? I am not. Okay. Not. So, as you <laughs> take a little sip, it is very sweet, almost like molasses, but you recognize that if you were hurt, this is a healing potion. <laughs> She turns, and her the holes where her eyes were, <laughs> like her sockets get really wide, and she goes, "This stuff is incredible. I I had a cut just right here under my glove a minute ago. Look, it's gone." Oh. Doctor Grant takes wide steps back and uh, steps closer to the other man that he was originally afraid of, <laughs> but now is, walks up and goes, "So, first question." Do you have means to rob this train? <laughs> or as, any of the patrons on it? As you are stepping back, what is your passive perception? Oh, it's 10. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I also love that it only took us 44 minutes before we creeped out the DMs into being mm. their own group. <laughs> oh, I love it. What? I'm here for it. <laughs> we all just kind of like turned. <laughs> as you are stepping back, through the car. You can choose to move aside from it, mm -hmm. but you see as this person from the kind of farthest chair in the booth reaches out and just kind of swipes past your arm and they take them. Take uh, all of them. And you see this sort of young man, uh, assumedly, um, with sort of this like large, um, almost like if his face was made with like a with a dough, and someone had just sort of danced their little fingers all in there. Hmm. But the eyes Tryptophobia. Got it. are <laughs> almost like wide and runny, almost like mm. almost like really bad taxidermy. Oh, and he sort of. Yes. And he, he reaches over and he grabs the bottle on top of their table that they seem to be sharing. He, take, oh, take. Oh, well, you don't oh. have to tell me to. All the people or, or, the, or the bottles? The bottles. He's sort of. You're the first person I've understood in this, <laughs> in this court. So it is rain. Sort of, bottle. He motions to the people he's sitting at the table with. He, we should have, we didn't. Uh. Okay, and Grant goes to put something at his side where his satchel is, and the two ladies that have 18s, I will say, you see that it does not go into the satchel, even though that's what he mimes for. It just kind of disappears into his canteen. Okay. 
Nice. Incredible. As the um, young man is sort of like settling back into his chair, you see another one of the patrons at this particular table um, is sort of sitting very kind of like wide, more wide-shouldered, um, but his face is almost like, has this nice, would otherwise be nice beard, but it's sort of like slicked down and you can see it growing under where, oh. <laughs> like an actual layer of skin. And he, oh, well, welcome to the, Fathom, uh, we're all here. You take, take. Hey, oh, I took it. I, Absolutely. No problem. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, who are you? He sort of, uh, um, <laughs> uh, venter, uh, we're all, uh, uh, oh, uh, you were adventurers. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Sybil. Oh, no. They were. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait a minute. Did you try to go through the train? Uh, 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 you're, and you see him um, sort of in the pocket, pulls out his ticket, and you can see this sort of perfect hole punched right over it, and he, uh, uh, when their tickets they, were punched. This happened to you when your ticket was punched. Uh, the conductor did this to you. Uh, cool. And Take he sort of looks ticket. he sort of looks <laughs> at the other people at the table and they just no response to him. My ticket disappears into my canteen. Mine disappears into my jacket. I was about to Mine say. disappears into my cleavage. <laughs> no. The he, bag of holding. Yes, yes. Yeah. He will continue taking those steps back and finally get to uh, Mr. Vincent. And uh, so first question, do you aim to rob this train or any of the patrons upon it? Not this train. You're asking the same wrong person. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I was not... Do you intend to rob this train or the people on it? I don't know. Does they have anything good? I don't know. He kind of like puts a hand on Vincent and tries to take him a little bit further back <laughs> out of earshot. And he goes, I don't know what we are here for, but uh, I would say that you are the only other normal person. And um, I just, let's keep an eye on them, especially that one, and points towards Lady Cornelia. <laughs> it's just. I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced that. She ain't part of this. I had the same assumptions. Like I said, if we ain't in this... I'm not saying you're wrong, it's a... On the train to hell. High, high possibility. Um, so, I will say... I'm just, I'm just pissed I didn't get to finish what I started. Well, hopefully we can return, because I have many things else to study. I'm an archaeologist. And I've seen, looks towards uh, Miss Evangeline, and he goes, I've seen the effects of cults of times past. That one was a part of one. Um, openly admitting it. And I've seen, I have walked the tombs of the undead, and I fear that that one is one of them. I am unsure of the Triton. I'm just a, just a guy who's just trying to get back what he lost. 
And I'm just a guy finding things that are lost. I think they're coming to the realization over there that they're just guys. <laughs> that does seem correct. From what I was picking up, they think they're the only normal ones here. That is a fair assumption, actually. It's true. It's a very fair assumption. So have you collected the bottles from all of the tables, or just... Uh, they one? all I went on a we table. We went around yeah. grabbing the bottles. Around. I so I've taken this. five. Yeah, dispersed throughout, um, you would have 12. So okay. Okay. deciding so I five, who gets them? I don't take one. Okay. I'll take two or three. You take four. I take four? Yeah, because I ha already have one. We got five additional, so you have one. How many did you take? Five. Five. So that's six, seven, so I'll take five. Yes. And just for note-taking sakes, they are greater. Oh, yeah, Ooh. baby. D Dustin knows what they are. <laughs> I'm not drinking Unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, <laughs> the character is very much a nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't, want my, I don't want my ticket punched, and I don't want to drink the, the creepy yep. liquid. Mm-mm. Yep. healing potion. Don't worry, when you fall, I will feed you one. <laughs> Are nope. you going to eat us if we die? No, of course not. Okay. Insight. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Ooh, first roll. And it's against As a player. <laughs> I'm so happy. Mm. Oh yeah, oh, I'm so good at reading people. Hey, I'm not bad. 17, or 18. Oh, wow. You nice. beat me. 12. You do not beat me. Nope. Uh, I'm telling the truth. Y'all have been very entertaining so far. I have no intention to eat any of you. He, definitely a side eye, but doesn't... You get the sense that from the way she's spoken already, she really tries to hold off eating people that she enjoys the company of, but she really only eats people who attack her. Either openly or socially. So what what do we do now? If if they were all adventurers who were here to do things, do you suppose they tried they've tried to go to see the front of the train? Well perhaps uh, we got lucky and our ticket wasn't punched. I imagine we have already passed step one, yes. Correct. I he almost punched our tickets and then dropped them when that strange thing grabbed him. What was that? I have no clue. Can I make an arcana check to see if I recognize that from anything? Sure, make an arcana or <laughs> She's a, like, sure, but or the a nature check. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just make a history check on this train? Oh! Oh, good idea. That's a 27. 27? Oh, too bad, it was 30. We already said it. <laughs> <laughs> was that an arcana? Okay. Was that an arcana? Or yes, an arcana. Okay. It is not necessarily something that you recognize. However, a close approximation of something that may have been similar before um, was. At times when you've encountered things like magical creatures, it was almost like a sea cucumber when they um, flip are, inside out. When, well, that's what we'll call um, 
they have this sort of defense mechanism mm-hmm. that um, they excrete rapidly yeah. in order to um, scare away fish and things. Mm-hmm. And the sort of pattern of that was kind of similar. Okay. And you know that some mages mm-hmm. have attempted to kind of pattern spells after that. Yeah. So maybe it is something similar. Okay. And you wanted to make a history check on the train itself? Yeah. Absolutely. Make a history check, please. Cool. This is not considered a ruin or a dungeon, is it? (laughs) No. Okay. I'm very sorry. (laughs) Hey, that's not bad. Uh, That is a 24. 24? Not bad? That's really good. That's not bad. (laughs) You rack your brain thinking... Where have I heard of the Fathom, the Fathom Express? And it actually sort of comes to you in a familiarity, maybe not of the train itself, but the name Fathom is a very wealthy and well-to-do family. You know that the patriarch of the family, um, Barnabas Fathom, had been working on some sort of train project, or at least that's kind of what you remember, something about him making leads in innovation using arcane and mechanical sort of mixed together. You also know that the Fathom family, I would say with a a pretty high check, um, you know that the Fathom family itself also um, has a successful brother of the patriarch um, who you can't quite remember the name of, but you do remember he was a farmer. Um, and you also know that the Fathom family is sort of like um, a large unit. Uh, Barnabas had a brother? Yes. Who was a farmer? Good old Barney. <laughs> I ate his grandmother. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I want to believe you actually said that. (laughs) I love the Fathoms. They're such kind folk. (laughs) (laughs) Their newer generations have learned very swimmingly. The older ones were a little pig-headed. Did you eat I feel like that was a pun. Uh, but yeah, since we're already in this role play, yeah, Grant will tell everybody about <laughs> <laughs> the things he learned. Um, I can't believe I forgot about the fathers. <laughs> I'm but, so sorry. Uh, and he'll express it. Yeah. Uh, there was a Barnabas, Fathom, who wanted to combine engineering and arcane to create a contraption similar to this, very concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not expect it to, uh, all, all of my archeological uh, studies have said that, or uh, point to, the, it's not possible for these two to be combined in such a way. And very well-to-do family have, uh, I believe they've made grants to things from finding out the studies and stuff like that that have come across Grants. their name. That, that makes a lot of sense, though, because what we saw back there was, was like a, a, a twisting of, of magical essence and spell and, and going horribly awry, so perhaps hmm. they succeeded partially? 
I would say they succeeded quite well, despite company. And kind of gestures very quickly that's, towards the, the patronage. That's and, exactly why I say partially. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it went awry. Mm-hmm. Did it go awry? Or, or did others perhaps fuck up along the way? Exactly. Sabotage. I would, I would love to hope that this is not his intended vision. People are incredibly capable at twisted, horrible things, Grant. Oh, sorry. Indeed. Dr. Prindleton. Prindleton. I really thought I was saying it right that time. I'm not going to lie. Prindleton. So if they were adventurers, pardon me, adventurers do tend to get themselves in quite a bit of trouble. We are mere passengers. They also had tickets. Yes, but are any of us adventurous? I, arguably, my... Um, I I'm a courtier. I do things from time to time, but just out of necessity. Archaeology in itself is kind of adventuring, and going into ruins and delving into these temples and things. Uh, mm. Isn't that I love an adventurer by personal opinion? Ah. Uh, it is an adventure to do so. Is it the mercenary oh, yes, life style? life is the greatest adventure. We should figure out really? what happened to these people so we can make sure we do not do the same thing they did. Or maybe we could help them. First thing. Oh, that's a lot. As you all are speaking and discussing, you see closest to the door that you came from, from the previous car, mm-hmm. the closest booths of people sitting there sort of begin is that like tapping. clearly fingernails mm-hmm. or like tapping their I don't fingers. trust you could be chittering on the and ground and as they're sort of continuing to talk you see them all turn towards you well the adventurers are restless I think I think we need to leave Ah, let, I'm just gonna going. head towards the next door. Maybe we can find She's still in deep can... denial. <laughs> Maybe we can find someone who can get us off this train. Perhaps. Maybe they're. Well, if we get to the front as she's walking towards the door, and I imagine your character is the type of character that needs to be like kind of shepherded. Yes. While they are being <laughs> Very much, yes. What a... So she's kind of shepherding you towards the door and saying, I imagine as soon as we get to the front of the train, we could make it go up if we wanted to. Oh, that would be lovely. I'd the really conductor. rather not be underwater. A question, exactly. DM. Yes. What is the relative speed of this train right now? Does it seem like leisure, like steam engine speed, or is this like Shinkansen speed? Currently, there is only the windows at the front and the back of the cars mm-hmm. on the doors. Um, so you can't necessarily make out a ton um but from when you were in the sort of like um the in between space mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily like bullet train you're like yeah. going really really fast um but it's definitely like chugging along at like a pretty pretty decent pace so slightly faster than leisure fast yeah. enough for five people to stand in the open ground <laughs> and comfortably have a conversation <laughs> hey i lived in tokyo that's just possible yeah <laughs> Um, and we're currently moving the same direction that we're moving, or are we moving back to the back? Like same direction because forward. that, that yeah. side-scroller adventure, yeah. it's stopping yeah. us. Question, and yes. it may be obfuscation, uh, which is fine, but I have devil sight. Okay. 
Uh, oh, so you're freaky as well. <laughs> Y'all don't know shit. <laughs> so looking back towards the smoke-enveloped cart, can I see through it, or is it just like black fog? You... Hmm. I can see through magical darkness. Magical darkness. Okay. So as you sort of look and try and make out the image of the previous car, you are able to see it, the car, the Mm -hmm. smoke, um, being able to kind of like penetrate through it with your vision. But you do still see it's almost filled in this... um, Kind of like if you put smoke into like a closed uh, container and it's sort of like making up this wall that's sort of like solid white. Solid, yeah, in front of the past train car. So there's a, a barrier now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does it look like swirling mist in it or is it yeah. just solid opaque white? Yeah, it's sort of like you can all still like see it if you'd like. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like some pouring out from the bottom. But as it's sort of filling the shape, you see where it actually meets the barrier that it's contained in. Do you think the adventurers will be okay? Absolutely. Oh, Insight. <laughs> no! no! Look at them! I rolled a three, so. I rolled a 17. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. <laughs> They're gonna be fine. Oh, that's good. They that's, live down here. That's good, okay. Pushing into the next sort of area, mm-hmm. you again slide with ease the door, entering into that same sort of between space. You see again the um, the water kind of rushing around you. And the next door, though there is a window, it is dark, um, sliding it open. As you all sort of enter in, you feel it and you hear it behind you sliding back into place, and then you hear it click almost automatically. Assumedly, a lock. The room's dark, um, but you are able to make out across the, the car. There's sort of this green orb-shaped light at the end of the car. And as soon as the door behind you locks into place, you see that light shift, clunk, 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 into this red color and you hear this um who here has dark vision four of you okay (laughs) up to to 120 feet and it's perfect like in this car and as as this is happening you're able to see passing it's still fairly dim um and it's all kind of happening at this moment's notice but you see passing in front of that green light, this long sort of hand with uh, more than too many knuckles sort of run over it and swipe and almost like the hand connects and then leaves it without actually turning the switch before it sort of reaches back up and clutches before clunk, grabbing the lever, and that is when you start to hear the metal running. And the lights, clink, back on. You are unable to have seen where the hand was originating from, but 
now that the lights are on and you can all see fairly well, the door across is not there. There's sort of this large bronze plated wall in front. Um, and you can see this sort of like outcropping of bookshelves on either side where on one of them is this sort of lever and on the box of it is a small sort of keyhole. Um, warm light fills the room and you see all over these sort of candles floating on little teacup, teacup saucers dancing across the air and giving you all some vision in this place. Um, you are standing in an enormous library extending longer than you could really imagine a car to a train car to it's almost too long um, the ceiling seems to stretch beyond your eyesight shelves and shelves of books extending up and ladders on rails and balconies around you um, at the very top of the room if you were to hold your thumb up to the ceiling the size of a quarter based on your perspective, there is a glass dome. And through it, you can just barely make out that you are indeed far below the ocean. But there, just to your right in this car, right next to the door, is a little man. The little man is elderly. You see these small round glasses perched at nearly the end of his round button-like nose, wispy white hair pulled into kind of this like low ponytail at the back, but just having like these kind of pieces out at the front, um, dressed in sort of this tweed vest and a button-up shirt. Um, he is immensely petite. Um, his legs pulled comfortably onto this big red velvet chair and he sits looking over at you charmingly. His eyes are sort of squinted and small. Uh, oh, uh, hi. Well, it's been a while since we've gotten the company. Um, I, I'm the professor. Nice oh, to meet you all. It's wonderful uh, to meet you. Lovely uh, to meet you. Well, what, what can I do for you all? First question out of play. Does yes. this dude look weird at all, or is he just a frail, tiny old man? From what you can, well, hmm. does he have extra mouths? <laughs> <laughs> Make an investigation check. Good at is, that one. Is he also a Picasso left in the sun? <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so kind of like peering over, um, taking in the the sort of image of him. He's seems like the most regular person on the train so far, other than obviously your party. But yeah, even look at our party. Even, even still. still. <laughs> uh, then, then I will gladly walk up and be like, oh, Professor, I'm Dr. Grant Priddleton. Nice to meet you. And he sort of reaches out a small, you know, frail framed hand and shakes your hand. And as you're closer, you <laughs> do see that the only sort of thing is the eyes are so closed, you're almost curious as to how he can even see you. Um, but otherwise, he's just sort of sitting there, a little man. Motion to the eyeless person in our party. But, eh, not the nor worst thing I've seen today. Uh, but uh, um, do you know what is going on here? Well, uh, 
currently or in a library. Uh, My apologies, Professor. Uh, it appears that we all have found ourselves in trouble on this train, and uh, unfortunately for us, uh, we do not recall why. So if you could please uh, help enlighten us, that would be wonderful. Uh, well, most most folks who pass through here are in some... They're all very, very confused. Um, I, I, I'm confused as well. I... Who... Is anybody here proficient in insight? I am. Uh, yes. Nope. Okay, if you would like, you can roll an insight check. Yeah, I like this little person. I like it. Objects and, and dead things. 18. That 18? die is gone forever. It's, it's dead to you. It fell to the hoop skirt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Uh, 23. Okay. So both of you actually Perfect. notice, though the eyes do not open completely and you still can't really see behind the kind of like wrinkles and folds of, of the face, it almost seems like he's trying to recall you like he has met you before. Okay. The body posture sort of, uh, you know, um, I, I can't quite uh, remember. Um, what, what I've done with it, but um, I, I enjoy people being here in the library, keeping keeping me company. Do, do you work for Bonimus Fathom? Make a persuasion oh. check with advantage. Cool. Ooh. I'm also good at that. Ooh. Aren't you just so charismatic and charming? Uh, 17. Well, yes, 17. but about his character. He's the doctor! <laughs> Barnabas. Barnabas. <laughs> Barnabas. Uh, yes. Oh. Oh. Barnabas, my son. He. Um. Twist. I haven't seen him in so long. Uh, and him and my. Someone I I used I used to play games with. They. They're here, I think. Hmm. Do you know where we could find him? Typically, Barnabas is, um, he's off with the, uh, the front of the train, tending to it. Uh, he, he loves, he loves his train. Oh my goodness, where, where are our banners? I'm Miss Evangeline. Miss oh Evangeline, very nice to meet you. And taking his hand, he's kind of clammy. Yeah. Um, you can sort of like feel the kind oh, of like gay old person skin. Yeah, th thin sort of skin and frail sort of bones. Um, just don't tell I me walk it up moves. And I offer my hand and lean very close to him, and I say, "I'm Lady Cornelia, the Madame of Consumption. You look so familiar. Do I know you? Do Do I? Do I know you? How did we get here? Also that. Make a make a persuasion check, and I'll also give you advantage. Uh, I'll go over to Vincent, and I'll go, while they're doing the formalities, uh, maybe we can find that answer amongst the books. Help me search yeah, the books. Yeah, I was, I was going to sneak away from this conversation <laughs> to go into the books, since I have double proficiency I got in good investigation if you want to help. Yeah, I got, I got great investigation. Oh, yeah. I got expertise. Plus yeah, I have expertise. Oh, help you. Really quick. Um, before we get to mm -hmm. your persuasion roll, the uh, three of you who are stepping away, 
Um, he sort of, oh, I just... Just so you all are aware, uh, sometimes uh, the lights in here, they flicker out. I, I've been asking, I've, I've been asking someone to fix it for... Presumably Barnabas, your son. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, so just uh, be, be cautious where, ah, wherever you... Ah, c'est thank you. And I'm going to look in the books for anything off-putting or anything clearly not normal library fodder. Like if I eyes see, on the pages. Yeah, like if I see an Egyptology book, I'm skipping over it. But <laughs> you know, but anything Whoa. obviously out of place. Okay, investigation check, please. Um, and Cornelia, mm-hmm. um, as you um, remind me again, what you I got have. a 17 on my persuasion, okay. and um, I said. Perhaps I know you. You look yes. so familiar. Okay. He sort of, and you see, like, him sort of reach up and open the sort of <laughs> eye. And, and beneath, he's sort of just got the, almost similar to Vincent um, next to you, sort of has this slight cataracts to it. And he, oh, oh, I, I do believe maybe I have, I have seen you before. You, you, you are always, you normally are the one who I, uh, I, 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 I set games for. You, you, you solve them I for do me. love games. Puzzles are quite fun. Yes, yes. Oh, as, and speaking of which, um, I believe I have the key somewhere in some, in maybe a book that I, 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 I've been reading, but I can't remember which book, and, and I've been writing myself uh, codes, but I can't seem to make out my own scribblings. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and your investigation check? 28. 28, okay. You? Oh, it's like fully waxed. I know. <laughs> so cool. You take it. You begin, um... What does it say on the front? It's three different code words to find the hidden buttons. Give that to Goblin, because they're better at opening and reading. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As you are investigating, you begin sort of flipping through the pages or looking through different covers, and you begin to see um, a lot of these are just like someone has smashed the keyboard. The okay. the titles are gibberish, the inner pages are useless. Does it, but does it look like gibberish like a code or just actual gibberish? Just like okay. someone was okay. on a typewriter. I'm um take a couple of them. You do notice, however, as you're kind of flipping through, a lot of these books have pages ripped out of the spine mm. in in like a thick chunk and you can see sort of like where yeah so like someone grabbed like 10 pages yeah okay and Ooh. just ripped them out i'm gonna take like two of them that are seemingly different ish like at least in the binding or in presentation and bring them over to the group and be like there are some interesting volumes if you want to come see of course I will work on your puzzle post haste and I'll bring it to you. And yes. then I just turn and like scuttle. 
when she hands the pages to Evangeline, she just sits right where she was standing. She just plops down onto the floor and spreads them out and starts looking at them. <gasps> okay. Oh no. Uh oh. Oh no. This <laughs> is real time. Real time. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> go, go, go. As you are handed these papers, um, and the professor sort of sits back in his chair, he sort of, oh, this is so, this is so delightful. I, I haven't been able to play these sorts of games with people in a very long, long time, at least as long as I can remember. That's so scary. Uh, what was his name? Miss Evangeline. Uh, his name was Barnabas, yeah. If you don't mind, if I could have the letter part of that. Oh, yes, of course. This, this one? There, yes. Yeah, there yes, you there you go. The paces and all that? I begin at a cave, a cross at my left, an entrance on my right. I turn west and walk three paces. I continue west for four paces, but then I turn east for two paces. Go east, another seven paces, now four paces west. Continue west and walk two paces. What is, what is the first thing it says? Where does it start? Pause. <laughs> Doing it for the audience. <laughs> I am so close. Go east, three paces, and end at the cross. The first is, I begin at a cave and cross at my left. Okay, and how many paces? There's an entrance on your right. I turn west and walk three paces. One, two, three. Incredible thought. C, C. Okay. Could be two, three, could be C, H. C, H. What's next? Uh, yeah, someone write this down, please. <laughs> What's next? So C. Uh, I continue, wait, pause. Yep. Using I continue. The little really cool compass tool. <laughs> yep. I continue west for four paces. One, two, three, four. E. But then I turn east for two paces. One, two, C. Go east another seven paces. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven K. Now four paces west. One, two, three, four B. Continue west and walk two paces. One, two, O. Oh. I am so close. Go east three paces and end at the cross. Two, three, X. Checkbox. Yes! <laughs> oh, yes! Checkbox! One of my favorite novels. And you see as he sort of begins to lean down towards the desk that he's sitting at and pulling out drawers. He pulls this sort of large tome that he sort of puts there on the on the desk and he opens it and you see hollowed out on the inside is this, glo this globe sort of object, um, like cut in half. Um, and you see him sort of think and the light on the edge, on the other end of the car, oh, blinks up one. You see it turn to from a uh, sort of red color to an orange. Oh, wonderful. We've solved the first one. Do we have to solve all of them before that timer runs out? I hope not because it's oh. run out. So just for... Um, Y'all think yeah. this is for us in the audience, mm -hmm. but he does not have a timer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. 
It has, however, ran out. It has. Bad things happen. As you are, um, as you are all kind of trying to solve and read through these papers, the lights clink out. And you begin to hear this pulling, sort of stretching noise. And you start to sort of hear as books clunk, 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 clunk onto the floor. And around you, ripping of paper. Oh. Uh, what do I oh, see? Everybody? I can't see nothing. <laughs> yeah. For my dark vision people um, mm-hmm. who are able to sort of see in this, mm-hmm. not able to see all of it, um, but you do occasionally see that long hand sort of pass by your vision and then out of range again. <laughs> and the following arm is long and snake-like. And you see it is what is grabbing books, knocking them onto the floor, and then picking up and the other hand from your other side, reaching around and ripping the paper out. Um, Could and I? With him saying that he can't see, um, I'm going to pull out my Hellfire dagger, which gives me five foot of light. And I'm just going to get uncomfortably close to you with this gnarly <laughs> onyx and ruby dagger. Soul reaping glowing. dagger, yeah. yeah. Once mm-hmm. again, you read my mind because when the light of your dagger illuminates, uh, Lady Cornelia is standing next to you, facing away where those hands were. Because she knows you can't see. She's not even yeah. looking at you. Fable. 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 F-A-B-L-E. Two, As four, one, five, three. As you say this, the lights, and as you pull out your dagger and you also attempt to illuminate this area, the lights clink back on. And you see the professor sort of, oh, yes, Fable, another one of my favorites. And he clunk lands another um, tome onto the desk. And as he opens it, he sort of bink, presses it. And as he does, the light across goes from orange to yellow. Okay, Uh, question. Yes. When everything goes dark, what is the professor doing? Because um, Devil Sight is more than just dark vision. I can see normally in darkness. Um, does he look any different? Does he? Does his figure change? Does make make a perception check for me or investigation? Okay. Uh, Twenty. Twenty. You, as all of the lights are out and you're sort of looking with this vision, there's something impenetrable about being able to see the professor. And as you're sort of looking, you're able to see the desk that he's sitting at. But over it is this, like, flying sort of moving cloud of like aged paper and color flying sort of around him. And when the lights turn back on, they all sort of poof out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cool, cool, cool. Don't like it. You look pale again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the professor is more than he seems. 
Uh, or at least he could be the one that is the grabbing hands. The grabbing hands. Oh, that would make sense. I was shocked that he didn't recognize me seeing as I ate his mother. <laughs> Don't tell people that. Mm. Why? I think it's a wonderful joke. I, <laughs> I haven't eaten his mother. Oh. Inside. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, Make I, a history check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eleven. DC was ten. Um, you. I will say, you have not eaten the entirety of his mother, but um, oh, wow. you were past a finger. finger. <laughs> it's her ring finger. You're right, you're right. Save it for later. <laughs> just like gives this look over to Vincent. Just like, what the fuck? Yeah, curls his hands <laughs> in the fists. Yeah. Puts I don't see pot. what you're so upset about. <laughs> <laughs> Waving this lit dagger. Is it on fire? No, it's, okay, uh, it's just glowing. It, yeah, it's okay. like a hellfire glow to okay. it. Oh, you got the scoplin. Or. How are you doing, Lady Evangeline? I have no idea. <laughs> Admittedly, I am very stupid, so I am not even trying. Um, I'm not good with puzzles. There was, there was a coloring page amongst that puzzle. Yes, it's, it's on the back of this one. It's a bunch of cranes and a boar, a couple boars, and a snake. Oh, There's two boars, a snake, Whoop. and... As you all, again, are trying to solve, clink, the lights turn out. And you hear this time from the darkness. Uh, would you all be so kind as to close your eyes for me? Oh, Done. I'm, I am fixated on this, Professor, after <laughs> last time. I'll give you until three. It's I sort of short notice. I, I will cover my eye holes. Okay. I will turn my dagger around and close my eyes. Okay. So three closed, are you both keeping your eyes open? I'm watching this man like a hawk. I can't see. It, it, yeah, you still get the okay, five okay. foot of light. A little bit of light. Yeah, I'm like gun trained on this old man. <laughs> oh yeah, so we all laughed at me when I drank the weird bubble potions, but we're gonna look at the eldritch thing. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, And you. I don't like that. <laughs> the two of you. I need you both to make wisdom saving yeah, throws. Yep. <laughs> I'm real strong why, at that. Why? 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 I'm real glad I closed my eyes. Why I have a red button one. if you're not going to push it? Yeah. Wisdom? Oh, yeah. I'm so wise. That's us going into every room. <laughs> Natural 20. Natural 20. Woo! 21. Three. <gasps> So rip, it's been Oh fun. hold on, hold on. Oh total of seven. <laughs> total of seven. Total of seven. Okay. Seven. As you wait for this number to come, you hear the counting down. And as you are waiting in this area, you see emerging from the darkness this long outstretched neck of the professor, and as he sort of meets your gaze, you see those old, wrinkled eyes flutter open like you're flipping through the pages of a book. And inside, layers and layers of egg 
and larvae immediately ping, 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 hatch. And as they sort of swarm around you. <laughs> I, I, I'm, just, just to let you know what is the next step, I shoot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Over my shoulder when I'm just like. <laughs> I've got it, I think. You take eight points of damage, uh, Dr. Grant, and you take four. What kind of damage? Um, this is slashing damage. As the flies, now fully grown, sort of fly around your face, cutting like tiny little paper cuts all over your cheeks. Mm -mm. That sounds horrible. I hope everyone closed their eyes. And then kablam. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Uh, 28 to hit. 28 to hit. As you raise your, um, your gun to this creature, you blast into the face and you see it sort of land into one of the eyes and he sort of wretches back into the darkness and as he sort of sits back in the chair and the lights back on, you see this smoking, burning eye sort of just right under that fold and he says, is that you? Fair. Uh, and as the lights come back on, uh, Grant is just, ah! 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 Oh, get it up! Get it up! Okay, Grant. Are you all right? Bugs. Everywhere. I don't oh. see, do I see any bugs on him? Make a see? perception check. Okay. Bone Oak Suns. Bone Oak Suns! We'll get back to that in just a moment. Natural 20. <laughs> Natural 20! For a total of 28. Yeah. 28. And I, I think Vincent is just like, the fuck was that? What was that? What are you, you? I need you, as the Uh-oh. lights turn back on, to please make a wisdom, another wisdom saving throw. Good, good, yes. yeah. good. Basically, Miss Evangeline just it blocks out everything, everything around that just her happened. and just hyper Puzzle time. I was about to say, that ADHD hyper focus, yeah. <laughs> that's Goblin. That's, that's, yeah, that's straight <laughs> But she's got a really high intelligence and wisdom, yeah. so. Uh, 18. 18. As the lights turn back on, you, um, the flies swarming around you, those cuts on your face, you see them land and try to begin burrowing their way into your skin. But as you sort of clench and kind of fortify your mind, you see as the lights turn back on, they and float back onto the floor into unfolded pieces of like just flat. Sheets so almost like the books. paper crane style. Yeah. Like, <gasps> the back of that is checkbox, by the way. And as I'm looking you yeah. over for bugs, I'm almost holding you like this, like while I'm craning my neck unnaturally long to look at you, and I'm like, I don't see any bugs. I see pages everywhere. As you Open have announced <laughs> the answer, he sort of, yes, yes, yes. Bone Oak sends. Now, this will be another exercise in trust, and obviously we don't have much of it, um, but I will need you all to close your eyes one one final time, please. Oh, of course. I suggest mm. if bugs were the outcome last time, covering your eyes. Nothing okay. happened to us. I also oh. think this is simply a game, so maybe we do not shoot our host of again. You would be speaking differently if you saw what I saw. You would be speaking differently if you knew who I was. So let's close our eyes. Oh, goodness. So who is closing? Closed. 
I'll close, but I'm going to pull out two daggers. Okay. I still have my dagger out just to provide light. Vincent, what are you doing? He will close his eyes. Okay. <laughs> I will say and the, the air around Miss Evangeline is just kind of crickles. Crackling. Crackling and sparky. Okay. And I, Lady Cornelia, like, has taken position with her eyes above her eyes hole. Eyes hole? Eyes holes? Eyes holes. <laughs> Eye holes. Okay, I got it. Get uh, out of my eye holes. Yeah. <laughs> and I am fully standing between the professor and Vincent. Okay. As you all close your eyes, you hear ding again, assuming the lights have now been turned out. And as um, he sort of pulls out, you hear slamming of the tongue. But unlike the previous times, you now hear rustling, rustling of paper. But then, clunk, as the door, the same noise it made when it closed, begins to rack back up into the track it's on. He sort of, you may open now. And you see in front of him, holding this little fly that he is origamiing into shape. And the eye, Vincent, that you had shot out is filled with that same larva, but it's now covering that eye. And there's almost this paper mache texture that goes over the side of one one of his like one I side don't know of the skull. You can hear the thunder, but this is really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of Thank you all so much for playing. Let me get the door for you. And you see as it, the arm stretches all the way across the car and he grips the door and shook. Too many knuckles? Too many knuckles. After you, after all of you. Can I ask you a question? Of course, dear. Bone Oak Sons. It's the name of this book here that oh. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. The oh. final key was there. Very good job. So oh, oh, those. Thank, you. thank you. I like puzzles. It was incredible seeing you again and getting to play one of your marvelous games again. Absolutely. It was truly wonderful to meet you. Thank you. He sort of uh, just where you are going uh, next. Um, Don't, don't waste time. And he ushers you out. As the door is closing, that last thing say, once again, it was lovely seeing you. And I pop his mother's finger in my mouth. <laughs> and I turn back around and crunch down on it. You see as the door closes behind you, that hand running back across it. And then almost like clay through a through like a like a you know those machines yeah. where it pulls it long. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It mm-hmm. sort of all begins to pile up against the door in this Ooh. like like silly putty of arm against the door, and then similarly to before, the smoke fills, and you are standing in front of the next car. I hate rotting meat. That was horrific. There was rotting meat. Did you see the bugs and insects within it? Occasionally, as like an hors d'oeuvre, insects are quite nice. 
but not when you mix them with the flesh like that, especially I'm going to with pull the paper. Out the two books I took. I feel like it was probably a really good thing I didn't pay attention. This is what the yes. library was full of. And I'll show you. You stole books from these. the library? It's a library. You borrow books from a library. I forgot you had those books on you. Never a good sentence. <laughs> As no. you enter into the space outside of the door, the books in front of you, they sort of begin folding they origami onto themselves oh. and then just sort of fall through your fingers like sand oh, never into tiny little flies all over the floor. Oh. Oh. I start oh, stomping them with my heel. I'm like, oh, no, no. Mm-mm. I pounce on them. Oh. <laughs> all of the books start... were missing pages, but they were completely gibberish. Like the tavern people. Like yes. How they spoke. Very like, nonsensical. Was it like trying to read in a dream? I don't know. Can you, you ever read in to read in, No, you can't. Oh. If you ever try, if you're ever, if you're ever in a situation and you realize you can't read the book, try to lucid dream. Hmm. Try to take control of the situation and change it. I haven't grasped the concept of dreaming in the first place. Oh. But if I ever find myself in that situation, that sounds like wonderful advice. I would suggest that possibly we're dreaming now. But Wait, I... we're not supposed to stall. Oh, she said hurry. He said hurry. Let's yes. go. Yes. But I don't know any of you. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> so the thought of this being dream. a dream is... Nope. Who is opening the next car door? I will. Okay. I saunter out behind Grant and kind of just quickly slide my hand into his arm. Okay. As you (laughs) slide the next door open, this is the brightest room so far. Plenty of windows at the top, but they seem to be letting in this artificial sunlight, as well as these hanging sort of industrial lights that give off this more soft but unnatural neon purple look to the room. Um, Any white uh, that you are wearing or have on you is like kind of beaming uh, under this sort of like UV-like illumination. My fur is like glowing. (laughs) The walls around you are covered in this anemone-like texture, the sort of swaying and moving like they're floating in water, but the patterns are hexagons, like a honeycomb all across the walls. (laughs) Beneath you, the ground is covered in this soft, wet sand. There's no water, but as you sort of walk, you leave these puddles um, from the footsteps, uh, the depression in the sand. Um, and all kind of arranged in nice, well-structured rows all the way down the car are these crops, sort of like seaweed-looking in nature, and they sort of litter the floors here, um, and they also seem to softly move in texture. I'm probably the least concerned right now. Uh, so, <laughs> Mustn't play with the walls, mustn't play with the walls, mustn't play with the walls. Dr. Grant uh, is a beacon because he's wearing a white shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. But also you would all see that <laughs> his skin uh, 
there looks to be like these swirling lines that uh, almost look yes. like an invisible tattoo. Yeah. Uh, and you'd see that his eyes actually have like a similar glow to his shirt. Uh, he looks down and goes, um, <clears throat> let's move to the other side, shall we? Marvelous. Okay. You get better and better every time we go through a door. <laughs> Just tattoos. I'm going to go up and... Arcana. Uh, sure, you can. Arcana's what you want to roll, not the other one. <laughs> um, what is my Arcana? Eight plus, uh, 26. Tattoos exist in this world, right? Okay, they're not like arcane script? No, no, they okay. look like lines. Uh, oh, almost... Okay. Uh, uh, oh, man. Just like line work tattoo okay. would be more like, so... Yeah, um, like an abstract geometry kind Yeah, of. But, but there's more swirl than there is yeah. like hard line. Okay. Yeah. Would there be any, because you described like very under the sea, um, are there any beasts in this room? Make a nature check. Oh. I don't like the sound I'm of that. I'm not sure how I feel about that answer. Well, natural oh. one. <laughs> natural one. Nope. Absolutely. Totally fine room. In so fact. So many plants. Again, you feel almost at home. Then. Here. Feeling at home, since I failed that, I'm just going to call out to the room. Uh, since I have Emissary of the Sea and I can speak to anything that can breathe water. Um, just going to go, oh, this room is lovely. Is there a proprietor? As you say this, uh -oh. you begin to hear this low chattering. Okay, okay. But it's... Millions, like little tiny teeth chomping away at something from inside the walls. The once peaceful swaying of that hive made of these soft sea animals now vibrating in aggression. They're eating the walls. Behind you, from where you came from, you now see these openings on the side of the walls, hatches that open up to pipes that slowly begin to pull in seawater, filling the bottom of the room. It only reaches a little past your ankles, and... Levitate. Okay. I climb up on the doctor. Okay. <laughs> Standing perfectly still. <laughs> Above the door that you entered through, you see an even larger hatch on top of a sort of pipe-like opening. And as you have made yourself oh, made yourself known, you hear it, and as it opens, this large, slimy, black creature pours through and is thrashing sort of through the pipe, and it's sort of landing in the water, this splash. It's figure towering over you all in this party, no matter how large, and as it sort of uncurls from itself, you see this centaur-like creature, the bottom body like a slick black tar color salamander. The, bottom, the upper torso wears this sort of loose linen shirt with a burlap-like hood, and tucked into it, the face is this large and long basket, almost forming what would be like a beekeeper's mask 
but in the shape of a long horse head. And at his, and on top his head is a ragged looking worn hat. For a moment, it pauses, the basket turning almost as if to look at you and it takes you in. <sighs> you hear it puffing in and out, almost like a gurgle kind of quality to it as the sort of liquid lives in the back of its throat. And as it realizes that you are here intruding, it lets out this sort of <coughs> loud whinny, and you see as smoke begins billowing out of every orifice of this basket, like enclosure over the face from its belt. It pulls this long and rusted scythe. Please roll initiative. I want yeah. to put in your head. <laughs> yeah. This is I, gorgeous. Uh, I, there's so many projects I want right to work on with you right yeah. now. <laughs> Dustin is so happy. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. This is good. This is, this, can we do this again? <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can we keep, keep her? <laughs> D4 just became D5. We got another DM. Let's go. All right. Um, um, I have you kind of in a weird order because I was just looking. So, um, Grant? I had 16. 16. Mm. Vincent? 11. 11. I rolled a 2. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Cornelia? What? Uh, 15. 15. I... Gigi? 22. 22. Good, seven. No, and Evangeline? 16. 16. What's your dex? Devin? Oh, uh, 2. So is mine. Or mine mine's plus 2 as well. Um... I'm short, so you go first. Tolo goes first. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so. I also have faster walking uh, speed. Before we jump into initiative, the lair takes its turn before you all. You see that teeth clattering sort of sound sort of turns into this <laughs> as these bees? Maybe piranha-like? Sort of insects begin swarming into the party, and you sort of all begin to feel this dread take over you as the beekeeper, this centaur-like creature, raises the scythe and sort of grazing it over the land in front of him. And those seaweed-like growths sort of all begin to pop out of the water. And these, similar to his body, black eel-like creatures begin sort of sailing their way through the water, blocking the path in front of you. Um, you also see that that smoke from the basket is beginning to fill the room. Um, the beekeeper is going to make his turn first. Um, I need everyone to please make a dex saving throw. Not the bees! <laughs> the bees! Bees! <laughs> oh. oh, yeah! Um, Apparently I'm not playing Seisha. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ooh. I roll real bad. I'll take it. Uh, 21. 21, that's a save. 12. 
That is a fail. 13. You just saved. <laughs> I failed. Okay. <laughs> 13. 13. Nice. Okay. So for those of you um, who failed, you will take um, 12 points okay. of that slashing damage. B damage. I think that's half because I have evasion. Okay. Yeah. So. And six then points. for those of you that succeeded, you take half. So six. Wow. That is scary. Ouch. <laughs> Big scary. Mm -hmm. Big scary. Ouch. Oh my god. I just realized I that I how squishy I am. wrote down y'all's orders, oh but then didn't put a name to them. I'm very do, do, I'm worried really about glad you. we picked up those potions. Gigi, you had a 22 for initiative. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, then you would, your turn would be now. Okay. Um. <sighs> What's up, prepared? for that. <laughs> I'm not used to being first. <laughs> um, and you, you two agreed that Grant was going first? Yes. Okay. I am going to... Uh, let's see here. In clarification for the DM, uh, it's not levitate. It is actually fly. It's a, it's a special ability I have. Okay. I'm still on your back. Uh, okay. I'm just going to hit with the Hellfire Dagger. Okay. Hit, or I'm going to uh, attack the um, beekeeper. Yeah, beekeeper. Okay. Fella. Uh, that's a no. That's 11. Okay, that does miss. Um, let me check. That does miss. <laughs> that does miss. You did completely whiff. Continue. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to take, I'm going to take my bonus action to dash behind him. Dash behind him? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, she's okay. got a smile. <laughs> Avoiding the deep scattering layer surrounding us right now. <laughs> okay. Um, is that all you plan to do with your turn? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> um, at the end of your turn, I need you to please make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, that is a 19. 19. Okay. So... Um, you're totally fine. However, you do seem to notice that as you get behind this creature, the sort of legs of it and the way that it's moving and the way that it is kind of with one hand swiping across the room with this scythe, the other is pulling in those flying creatures from the wall. And as you're sort of in the vicinity and they swarm around him, you are able to sort of like move out of the way in time, um, but on a fail, you would assume it wouldn't be very safe to be around him. That's so scary. Oh, I just realized I have message. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Is that the end of your turn? Yes. Uh, Dr. Grant. How far away is this creature from me? Um, right now, y'all have like a 30-foot lead on him. Okay. I can... What do I want to do? I have two Vincent, things. Vincent, will you please make a intelligence or wisdom just check in general for me? It's not a saving throw. I'll do wisdom. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will fly up to this creature. Okay. And I will put my hands on its face and I will whisper as it can see my back to all of them, a true form of mine. And I whisper, what do you wish? 
in Primordial. Wait, I, understand I would it. hear that. Yeah, I would I'm understand whispering. That. I'm oh, you're definitely whispering. trying to. I'm on your back. I don't uh, think I speak You're flying primordial. with me? <laughs> yeah, I, okay. when we came into the room, I said that I jumped on your back. Cool, I'm flying. <laughs> Their primordials are like, what was that? <laughs> I don't think yeah. I have As you sort of grasp onto the sides of the face and you feel this hot sort of basket weave under you, oh. you notice that at first it looked like rattan or what a basket is made out of. But as you're touching it, it's soft, almost like pulled bone thinly covered in skin. And as you sort of reach, you can see through it just barely the sort of behind it, a young man, his sort of like face just wrong, something something wrong almost like you're looking at um like a like a really bad deep fake okay. of just like uncanny the, valley the head is moving yeah. but the face is sort of floating oh. off of it yes. and as he yes. as he looks he sort of get out uh i would like to bestow curse so wisdom saving throw uh dc 17 okay he fails oh um, his perception, we are no longer in the room. If I can custom make a curse. Okay. Your wish is granted. Um, what was your wisdom check for me, Vincent? Twelve. Twelve. You feel this sort of, um, almost like recalling a memory of pertinence. Um, and you remember the professor telling you to not waste time. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, you feel it's that attacking is useless. Mm -hmm. um, that's your little wisdom. Um, you, you are successful cool. in um, bestowing this curse. These, get out of here. Um, <laughs> And you see as the sort of eyes behind as you cast this dull slightly. And he sort of, the hand on the scythe sort of gripping. And in his next turn, you assume that he is rearing backwards to run forward. Um, is that the end of your turn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Evangeline. Um, she is, like, clinging to your back. And, uh... Claws, claws? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Do safe word? <laughs> I'm going to... Does she, does she have the, the concept that attacking is futile, or is that just them? Um... Hmm... You, well, you you were probably also in the vicinity to see the swarm kind of pulling mm -hmm. around. Okay. Um, so, based on your judgment, probably not a good idea to get close, at least. Okay. Um, I would say you're a little unsure as to whether you should be attacking, um, but you can also see down the 
the length of the car, yeah. the door is waiting open for you. Okay, then in that case, I am going to uh, jump down off his back. Okay. And she lands in the water and kind of... Uh, and goes running across the room as fast as she can. And I'm going to use, oh God, what is it called? I'm going to use one of my, my kitty abilities. Uh, yeah, the backseats get like- Feline a- agility. Yeah. Okay. So I can double my movement. So I'm using movement, action, and doubling my movement gotcha. with feline agility to just get to the other end. Okay. Yeah, Tabaxi's just get like through the door. So as you are like all of your ability just Get me the fudge out of here. Yeah. And you begin running. Um, your. <laughs> Sorry, your, headphones. Do you have anything um, against difficult terrain or any sort of things like that? No. Okay, so for, I would say, um, like half of your movement, mm-hmm. as you're running, you're seeing these creatures, the black sort of seaweed crop-like eels sort of slithering their way across. Mm-hmm. Um, so technically you would have a fourth off of your movement. Okay, so a fourth off 120 would be 30. 30, so that's 90 feet of movement. Okay, so with 90 feet of movement and you sort of like pulling your hair, hands and your feet out like... Like every time she... St- I, if, if you're cool with it, mm-hmm. the, the difficulty of the terrain is that every time she lifts her foot out of the water, she has to shake it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and it is absolutely like worsened by the fact that every, on occasion, you sort of like pass your foot through and you feel one of oh. them sort of like... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Lick up yeah. your leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you managed to make it 90 feet, you're probably, um, you're pretty close to the door. You're maybe, you have maybe like 30 more feet to cover. Okay. That's my turn. Um, Evangeline, that's your turn. Who had the 15 for initiative? I'm trying to remember. I wrote down the numbers and then I didn't put your name. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, I had a 13, or no, I had a... I thought you were the 15. No, I was an 11. Oh, that's, oh right. that's right. You were, okay, originally an 11. That's what it yeah. was. Um, so then you would be going next, Lady Queen. Okay, perfect. Then I oh, well, have 15. How much did you have in total? I had Sorry. A, a 11. Oh, 11 in total. Okay. You are the 15. I rolled a 6, yeah. <laughs> oh. You're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. So I just watched all of this happen in the briefest of seconds. Lady Cornelia just about faces, looks at the door, about how far is it from my current position? Um, from where you are, you have maybe 125 feet to cross. Wonderful. She is going to turn and say, it was a pleasure meeting you, be person. It was honestly, truly splendid. Your children are beautiful. As she's backing up in the- Grant looks to you and like holds a finger up to his lips. Because technically we're gone. Oh. <laughs> and uh the diamond bracelet on her wrist kind of flashes as she walks through the seaweed and they kind of just get out of her way as she has a ring of free action nice i can't be held down sorry (laughs) so as you sort of use one of the charges you see almost like the parting of the seas but they're all sort of like staying on the aisle, just waiting and wriggling as you sort of move through 
pretty gracefully. And I'm gonna use my uh, my action to also like dash, and then I'll okay. use a key point to step at the wind to get fully to the door and throw it open. Okay. Oh wait, I can't. I used all my actions. I'll just put my hand on the door handle and get ready to throw it open. Nonetheless, you get to the end of the mm-hmm. the train car and the door is already open waiting oh, for you. Perfect. And I think cinematically, what it would look like is Lady Cor- uh, almost always want to say Coraline. Cornelia <laughs> turns gracefully and begins waving at all of the seaweed creatures like, oh, hello, children. It's, oh, I know, I must go. And she's speaking very quietly and primordial to them. <laughs> And you blink, and she's standing in front of the door, waving at everyone, just <laughs> waiting. Oh, no. Just let them be. All right. Stop Sweat. messing with them. Sweat. Is that the end of your turn? <laughs> yes. Okay. Vincent. Well, what are you all doing down there? <laughs> my plan from the get-go was to run. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and he just, like, sees all of that, looks back, and is just like, we got to get the hell out of here, and just takes off running. Okay, how uh, far? I lose my action, 60 feet. Nobody. Okay. <laughs> is that the end of your turn? He doesn't know what your curse is. I know, <laughs> I'm still telling you to be quiet. Is that the end of your turn? That's me, yeah. yeah. Action, right. and I, my, I don't have a bonus action, so. At I, the end so of 30 feet, initiative, I need all of you to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh Good. no. Is it a Good. disease or poison? Um. Oh my god. I think technically yes. Oh no. Okay, dear. Constitution? Yes. Roll, oh, cocked. Okay, no, yeah, okay. Actually, I don't think it is. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Seven. Seven, okay. 20. 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. 10. 10. Four. Four. Oh no, sorry, six. Okay, so as you are all still within the vicinity of the room, you see this beekeeper-like creature or whatever it is, the smoke is still sort of billowing out of this basket-like front face mask. And those of you who failed, um, which would be... Me and Rhea. I have a question. And yes. Oh, and did you fail too? I got a 10. Dr. Oh, that's right. Is this an inhalation interaction? Yes. Ooh, I don't breathe. I don't breathe. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> well, la dee da. Miss Evangeline. Yes. You take one level of exhaustion. Oh. That's rough. Ooh. That's so ben. rough, Lady Evangeline. Here, come to yes. me. Yes. <laughs> And as we cycle back to the beekeeper, I believe this is where we shall take our break. Oh, good timing. So, God, this is so good. This is beautiful. So good. You paint incredible portraits with your words. Oh my God, God, I wish I had your different descriptions. (laughs) Um, We're going to go to break. Um, Thank you all so much for being here. And please uh, return and see what happens to our our passengers. I really wish you would. Help. Well, you know, if you want to see the pants, I actually have them right here. G- give me just a second and I'll, I'll cinch them up. Hello, and welcome back to the Fathom Express, <laughs> where we left off. The passengers had ran into a um, hmm, centaur. 
And they were in the middle of uh, sea running. Sea Sitar. Sitar. Um, <clears throat> not to Something. be confused with a C guitar. Um, oh. Where we pick back up, I believe, yeah, was the beginning. It was his turn, I believe. Where yes. the beekeeper shall now take his turn. I just want to apologize real quick. Oh, disgusting. Rip it, rip it, dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dad. So proud. Oh, my goodness. It's not like we had time between. So, <laughs> I know. That's why I apologize. He but the beekeeper. going to make two swings whoosh, whoosh, across the room with the scythe, sort of in this, like, charging fever as he just moves forward. Um, he's only able to move 30 feet at this point, however. Uh, he is still technically cursed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so he's just kind of swinging wildly? Yeah. He's just uh, like, I know these fuckers are still here. We all just disappeared. So in that case, I will roll with disadvantage. For okay. In case he manages. Um, to luckily hit someone? I think I think the highest then would be a 10 AC. Anybody lower than that? No. All right. So he swings across, but luckily misses all of you, just either swinging wide or over. It was a warning Um, shot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Solid warning shot. Um, You see as, even though he misses all of you, however, he still manages to kind of clip the top of those creatures and another begin to sort of slither in through the room um, making um, any sort of difficult terrain now even more difficult Um, so that's going to be his turn we return to Gigi okay Yeah, how deep is the water in here? Uh, ankle deep? Yeah, it's it's about ankle deep. Um, although it. now <laughs> that there's a bunch of like things displacing it, okay. it's maybe up to Shin. like yeah, a little bit past that. Okay. Uh, the curve of the calf. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, like my feet being wet. So seeing everybody else leaving, and I've watched him do this a few times, I'm gonna stay quiet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I have a question on your ruling on something. Okay. Uh, do you allow wall of water to be horizontal? Ooh. You know what? Absolutely. You're shaping it. Okay. Nice. I love that. So then uh, I am uh-huh. going to use dash so I can get away with this. Okay. Uh, I Since I'm behind him and I see everybody leaving, I'm like, well, we are not fighting him then. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to run up his back to launch off of his head and throw a wall of water in front of me to coast another 30 feet away if I can. Okay. That is baller. Make an acrobatics check. Perfect. Let's do this. Let's fail. <laughs> That's a 10. <laughs> 10. Okay. I'm about to get hit with a wall of water. <laughs> no, I'm, do- I'm trying to do it like like where when I come off of You're like surfboarding. Head. Yeah, I'm trying oh. to like. Yep, that was before right you rolled you. a 10. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's also only a foot thick, so just like a foot of 30 feet straight out from his head. Takes your knees out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get your I will on the say, with your acrobatics check, you sort of go to start like climbing onto the back and your hands are just like gripping at like like putting them in oil. Oh. Okay. Good. However, okay. <laughs> you sort of like feel around and with both of your hands sort of like giving you enough traction of like squeezing around the middle, you sort of like pull yourself up and you do kind of one of those cartoony like kind of things as you get up there, but as you sort of do you are able to sort of like grab the back of the shirt and like make your way up. And as you do, I'll say that for the movement, you're able to kind of get to like, get to where you're gonna jump off of the mm -hmm. water, but you're kind of still on it because you're okay. acrobatics. You would have slid otherwise, but you're yeah. just sort of like standing there, yeah. like, uh, that was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you are now up there. Is there anything else you would like to do? I'll still cast that wall of water. Okay. Um, so I can get out as soon as I can. Okay, yeah. So you're sort of like on the top, like teetering over the sort There's of like, like holding on to it. Like <laughs> the basket is in front of you. Um, I believe you're still there as well. Dr. Grant is sort of like making eye contact with this creature and you're just like ready. And you cast out your spell and it's sort of just this floating wall of water. Um, remind me, does wall of water pull from water in the area or do you create it? Create. Okay. Um, then yeah, you have sort of this wall of water waiting for you, um, but you are still sort of like hanging on on <laughs> top. Um, that's all you want to do with your yes. time? Yes. Okay. Um, it's like seeing two ocean colors not mixing. Yeah. yeah. There's this water where it's the eels oil aren't. in the water thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the end of your turn, I need everybody to please make a deck saving throw. Oh, oh wow. no. <laughs> no I'm Why? Okay with it. No. Oh. Nope. Nope. Ring of evasion. No. Come help me. No. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh. I have a luck thing that lets me re-roll. Okay. Here's my. Uh, oh, God. Mm. I rolled worse. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use one of my Ring of Evasion ones to pass. Okay. I a 27. 27. There's 14. 14. Oh, I get advantage. Total of three. Total of three. Mm hmm. Oh, no, great. Did you get uh, Pass. Oh, you just passed yeah, it? I, yeah, the Ring of Evasion, I spent a charge to pass. Gotcha. Ten. Ten, okay. Or nine, nine, sorry. Nine. Okay, so anybody um, who made below a 13, um, you are going to take six damage okay. as you are in this room, and even though he is kind of like in this just um, unseeing rage, um, you see still the creatures are still sort of swarming around in this area and they're sort of like latching onto you if you're not fast enough. These sort of like small little bites kind of covering oh. over your arms and as they sort of like pull off, it almost feels like dislodging a leech from your skin. And as you sort of are like, Ugh, like trying to kind of get it off of you, <laughs> um, you see them sort of like splat back into the water before they sort of 
mm-hmm. back out and start swarming again. Uh, I would say just for flavor, uh, just lightning kind of courses over my uh, form real quick as that's what expels them from my body. Okay. They just don't even touch me. They don't even think about it. Yeah, they, they're sort of they're like, like Ugh. Yeah, yeah, they're like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> That's They're not like, I've never taken a bite of something that I didn't think was delectable, yeah. so I'm going to pass. <laughs> um, no thanks. Grant. Dr. Grant. Um, how fucked is Vincent? Where are you right now? You're like right in... I am 30 feet away from 30 feet where away. I started, because that's as far as I can move. Okay, so right now, um, the creature has about like a 20 foot distance between um, Vincent and them. And then there's also the swarming. He's not going to make it this turn. And everybody else is basically almost at the end. Nope. I'm on the head. Yeah. So Vincent would be able to make it about halfway to where he needs to be at the door. So you probably have two more rounds. Yeah, that's fair. So he's about what? 60 feet from the door currently. Yes. Okay. Well, let's see. Came in, because you're also dealing with difficult terrain. That's why I'm, I only moved 30 feet instead yeah. of 60. Yeah. So. I can get us there. It just may hurt a little. Okay. Maybe you don't need to. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to. Maybe you don't need to. Just, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> Save the resources. Just, the, the AC kicked on for a second there. <laughs> yeah, just, I think it was uh, thunder, actually. Oh, how fitting. Uh, then, yeah, I will just uh, fly 70 feet because I have a movement of 35. Okay, so you soar down. Um, I'm assuming you're just like, are you like, how are you flying? What's, it look What's like? your position? Uh, like, where am I in the place, or what does it look like? As no, I'm like, flying? what does it look like when you fly? Like, do you go like full Superman, or are you just sort of like um, arms out, yeah, on the Segway? <laughs> like, what's the vibe? <laughs> uh, as he was uh, like standing there, it kind of looked like he was just floating, almost uh, like you would in water. But it seemed that air was just natural for okay. him. Uh, but he doesn't like Superman. He kind of uh, puts his. It would be closer to Iron Man, but way more relaxed. Okay, Just more Shazam. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, not like not like posing, but just it. Literally, it looks like he's just Doctor comfortable. Strange-y. Oh yeah, just yeah, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, okay. comfortable yeah. in in his posture. If you and don't watch like Marvel, Marvel, you're so confused yeah. right yeah. now. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Get yeah. with it. Come on. So, Dr. Grant, as you sort of just, you know, decide, okay, I'm just going to get out of here, you fly the sort of 70 feet in this um, sort of, like, relaxed, maybe, like, a little bit of swagger, (laughs) as you sort of just, like, pass over, and you're seeing as you're flying, the creatures in the water are sort of, like, popping out, trying to grab at you, and the sort of swarming are, like, they've kind of um, dispersed back into the beginning of the room and are sort of like turning at the wall and are like chasing you down as you go. Is that the end of your turn? Um, I think so. All yeah, right. That's, uh, that's action and movement. I don't really have a bonus action. So I am 100, and, 100 feet because it was 30 to get to the creature and now I just did 70. So I'm 100 mm-hmm. feet down. Okay, um, Evangeline. 
I want to try something. Okay. Uh-oh. How thick is this man. swarm that's chasing us? Which one? Because no. I'm on his back. <laughs> you dropped down. Yeah. Into yeah, the water. Oh, that's right, right. I did, because yeah. I ran. Okay, that's right. Okay, so You're never mind that then. You're in it. You're I, in the thick of it. I am. You mm. are farther, though. I'm yeah, I'm like right yes. by the door. Yeah. But I'm running back into the room. Um, okay. I need to get within 60 feet of the creature. Okay. You, let's see. So he moved. I'd, I'd say you can definitely get okay. there. I cast Banishment. I need oh. a Charisma 17 saving throw. Oh, he's so good at those. He's, he's so beautiful. charismatic. Oh, no. <laughs> he said six, or 17? 17. It was a 16. <gasps> yeah! Okay. Oh, so God. she, um, Lady Evangel, or Miss Evangel, you got me doing it now. Miss Evangeline goes, <laughs> Sorry, hum, hum, hum. and she sees that uh, Vincent is so far in the room and just runs back in and gets within a, as, as close as she wants to get to okay. this creature. And she uh, she just kind of goes, okay, 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 oh. do the thing! And the air around the creature just sort of shimmers and thickens and starts swirling around it. And it closes in tighter and tighter and it reaches the creature and keeps closing in tighter okay. and tighter, basically compressing the creature in on itself. And as the process completes, it finds itself in a room full of very soft pillows. If it's from this realm, or is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. it's, it's on a, in a room full of very soft pillows, and there's, there's knitting over here <laughs> and crocheting over here <laughs> and some lace working over here. And it's just a very pleasant, relaxing room. There's some nice hot tea set out. And uh, yeah, he's there. I love this. For uh, the next little while. Beautiful. So, so I just dropped clean out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you oh, roll as a d20? You, so yeah, I got to roll a d20. Okay. Not a one, it's a three. <laughs> so as you kind of gather your nerves and you banish this creature, you, who is, was on <laughs> top of it, the magic of this kind of like compressing orb swirling around is actually a wall between the two of you. And as it's sort of lowering and lowering and minimizing this creature, you're sort of just like, Going down with it, <laughs> Kelly. Water, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you can do that. Um, water. Yeah. And <gasps> as you um, just watch as it sort of like minimizes until it's gone, you see in its place the hat from the beekeeper fall onto the floor and land sort of there in the water, and all of the sort of creatures they sort of in the water at least they sort of stop and you see them sort of like turn away from each of you and go back to their little spots where they were harvested from and bloop, 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 plant themselves. I, I am a cat and though I am smart, oh, no. I am curious and I make bad decisions. Okay. Oh, no. She goes and picks up the hat and puts it on. Oh. Okay. You uh -oh. go and pick up the hat and you sort of are examining it. Mm -hmm. It's um, definitely old and worn, um, but you make an investigation check for me. I'm running back into the room to okay. grab uh, 
GG. Investigation. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. There it we go. Um, nice oh, dirty twenty. Water, like dirty twenty. So as you pick it up, you sort of um, pull it and you're looking at it. And before you put it on, you actually see inside on a little tag. It says Wheatfield Fathom. And as you sort of place it on, nothing adverse happens. Just you have a kind of gross hat on your head. That's some. And the swarm. I was about to say. <gasps> what? There you go. Yes! <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Goblin, Still that's incredible. There. As um, he sort of leaves this realm, you see the swarm as well of these piranha bee-like creatures all sort of... And they sort of move back to that anemone honeycomb on the walls. I give them a little good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> They're all sort of like... You will get out of the way. <laughs> and the way is open for you now. The sort of water underneath you that was once there all sort of begins. You hear something like a drain, sort of the water leaving, but there doesn't seem to be like a singular hole. It just all sort of is like, and the sand is still wet and kind of leaves those puddles um, of depression behind, but the door is open. Go, 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 I, uh, go, 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 oh, yeah. Vincent goes. Yeah, just. <laughs> I, uh, Princess, carry uh, Gigi oh, to the yes, door <laughs> and place um, her. <laughs> I, I will press the digitate everyone so that they are clean and no longer wet. Oh. As soon as everybody's out and the door closes, I release the banish. Okay. And we're all just standing at the glass like, hat. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come back. It's going to be that children's book, Where's My Hat? <laughs> like, I've seen my hat. So as you step out of the door and it closes, you begin to see the smoke begin to kind of fill that same barrier that you are becoming accustomed to. But you see it sort of bamf back into the room. And as it does, that sort of like, long smoke, um, what's the word? Like all of the smoke pouring out of it mm -hmm. is sort of like beginning to fill the room as well. And you can see as it runs in these like long lizard-like strides and it sort of like rams the entire back of its body up against the door and you can just hear it Ooh. crying and whinnying inside. And uh, Grant will say to himself, your wish was granted. And we'll uh, move on to the next. Did someone just say something? Uh, I look clean over. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm like 6'4". Okay. In, and I'm wearing like 4-inch yeah. heels. So 6'8". Yeah. Beautiful. As you are standing in this sort of in-between space again, you notice that this is the only door that is different. Mm -hmm. The front of it has this rune on it. 
Um, if any of you are proficient in Arcana, you may make a check on it if you'd like. Can I uh, roll nope. Detect Trap? Yes. Mm, cool. I get advantage on those. <laughs> 14. 14, okay. Mm-hmm. You've rolled around, or roll, rolled around. <laughs> <laughs> rolled around. I rolled around in a lot. You're going to have to be specific. You've rolled with a cult before. Yes. Um, so you are familiar kind of with um, more early versions of magic in the arcane, and you recognize this rune as being a protection symbol. Um, some sort of, like, a spell has been cast on this next card that you're going to be entering. Uh, Does this feel like something that is protecting the inside from the outside, or the outside from the inside? I can probably tell you. 18 on trap detection. Okay. (laughs) You, um, you sort of, um, cast this in your, trying to detect... You don't feel any sort of, like, if you were to open it, it -hmm. would activate something. It seems like, and with the combined sort of knowledge that you're kind of (laughs) putting the pieces together, um, you assume that this protection sigil is for whoever is inside the car. Mm. Okay. Uh, We'll help you explain all of that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't think it's going to be quite wise to open this door. But we have to if we're going to get to the front of the train. I have a feeling we do not have much choice. The other option is to go back to our dear friend. And he does not sound like he misses us very well. I... Perhaps we should just be ready for anything. Is, is there any sort of writing mm. or anything around it? Make an investigation check. Mm. Mm. You see me, like, studying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to be... Uh, 12. 12? Okay. See if there's writing around it. You're sort of taking a look at, at this door and you're trying to kind of make any details out or writing and you feel like there seems to be scratches across it that seem placed there on purpose, but you can't quite make out what they say. Comprehend languages. Okay. Oh. Comprehend language. Um, you're sort of trying still... Oh, wait, no, never mind. That's, that's uh, oh yeah, no, written language, yeah. So she's touching it. Okay. And I can understand any written language. Don't any forget to roll language. that d20. Okay. Oh, yeah. See if we all explode. Kill you. Ooh, 11. Ooh. Two ones. So you gotta roll it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so you, um, you comprehend languages on here, and you recognize that this is in, like, a common language. It's mm-hmm. not anything um, that's, like, outside of your what you would know regularly. Right. Um, what it was is it seems more like it's been here for so long that it's kind of been worn away. Okay. Um, but you can make out that the words say Covenstead. Covenstead. Have I ever heard that before? Make a history check. Can I also try? Sure. Cool. 
16. 16? 19. 19. Um, I'll say both of you know that um, Covenstead is a word for a place where witches meet. Um, it's sort of like a, considered like a home base or um, kind of like a church, but for... A homestead for a coven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you... There you go, Ray. If only it was something simple like covenstead. <laughs> <laughs> you also know, um, and kind of from discussing earlier that um, about the Fathoms, and as you're kind of trying to recall, you do remember the daughter of the family mm. had interests in the arcane and especially ritual um, and those sorts of things. Interesting. And I... <laughs> and then, <laughs> you're starting to sound like the other passengers. <laughs> I think perhaps instead of just opening the door, we knock. That's a wonderful idea. Perhaps the daughter is behind there. I've never met her, but once again, I will remind you. Okay, maybe don't bring that up. Okay. And yeah, don't keep it eat down. her fingers in front of Are there any identifiable marks on any of them? I open my tin of lady fingers and I start filing through. I don't think so. And it's just like individually <laughs> I, I go through them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I'm checking the one I took, like, oh that, that is a nice And I uh, check the one down. I took. <laughs> I, I do think I'm out of fathom grandmother. I okay. think I ate the the last one's about right here now. Okay, all right. I'm gonna drink from my canteen and get a spell slot back. Okay. Nice. You're a weirdo. So what are you what are you all doing? I'm going to knock on the door. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll join them knocking on the door. You. Actually. Wait. It's far too late. Conjure a mage hand. It's far too late. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's three knocking on the door. Yeah. No, I don't knock. We're doing the rhythm. <laughs> yeah. If they're knocking, I don't knock. As. We do a slight marimba with the knocks for some reason. Um, as you knock, the door opens slowly. Sable. Um, you see um, the floorboards here at first feel and look wooden, but as you look closer at the, at the sort of grain of it, you recognize it as hair. As you sort of peer into this room, it's, it's the smallest of the cars so far. You see it's sort of a compressed, almost square in nature. There are these like heavy rafters. The first time that you've really seen the structure of the train and you see them sort of running back and forth across uh, the ceiling area. The smell of incense, crushed bone and blood. And if you've ever smelled burned hair. Oh, it's horrible. horrible. You're getting a little bit of that as well. Who yeah. burned the roast? I know exactly what that smells like. The door, sort of, as it slides open, mm. you see at the bottom, there is almost like this lip, um, of like a, like a floorboard or some sort of like tiled um, sort of piece, and it's keeping water inside the, the room here. Um, the most odd 
thing. Mm -hmm. Through the rafters, this sort of like long snaking braid is here and you see it as it trails and weaves and winds through almost the entire area of this room. Um, you see from a small kind of table in the center, there is this figure uh, surrounded by talismans, candles, little effigies and skulls. She's small, small in frame. Um, this sort of wrinkled and pulled skin, some of it clouded with what looks like ash. As she moves to look at you, some of it sort of like flakes and snaps and crackles off. You see she is bald for most of the head, except for a single sort of lonesome braid at the back of her skull, right at the nape of her neck. Her eyes are mismatched. One is pitch black and dried like a raisin, and the other is this sort of milky white and damp, and around her shoulders is this sort of charred and tattered cloth. As you enter, she looks up. The stare is blank, almost as if she looks past you. Nonetheless, a smile sort of crosses her face. Come in, come in. Welcome to the coven's dead. I am the oracle. She beckons for you all to step in. She raises a hand, her fingers thin and scorched. The skin and muscle faded away to leave behind this sort of pointed bone end. Please, please. Of course, I step in. I, I love what you did with the place. Do I remember her name? The daughter's name who was interested in the occult? Make a history check with disadvantage. Mm -hmm. I, I enter and give a little head bow curtsy. Okay. Nine. Nine. You are racking your brain trying to think but it's almost like there's a barrier in front of that knowledge mm. it's like on the tip of your tongue but you just can't quite grasp it no <laughs> and i'm entering as well just okay this is a lovely place she sort of leans forward in this chair and you see in front of her um she sort of like waves her hands and this wooden bowl appears in front of her and she, well, you all have traveled very far, and all five of you are here this time. That's wonderful. I'm sorry, do you know us? And I am still hovering, but I'm making it look like I'm walking just, just above all the <laughs> Vincent has <laughs> Vincent has not entered yet. She sort of looks at you, and you can see the the eyes trying to focus, but there's not quite an iris or a pupil to do so. She, oh yes, I know all of you, though never together, or some, sometimes in pairs. Two of you will appear, sometimes in three, and there was once where four of you had made it, but all five. different cause for a celebration don't you think absolutely 
and you, you see as she sort of reaches over to one of the candles on the on the table and as she picks it up you see the wax dripping and falling over her hand she doesn't seem to mind and as she pours it into the bowl in front of her you see it kind of solidify in this little pool um, and she casts mask cure wounds oh Ooh. i'll take it i'll take it thank you so much Penelope, <laughs> Delage, Susan. So. Just tell me when I get the first syllable. Saba. <laughs> I will say it. Her saying that she knows us. Uh, Gigi has her dagger. You all recover. Um, fifteen points. Oh. Nice. Yay! I'm back at full. How nice. I'm also back up full. I only have 42 nice. health points. And I have my dagger not in a threatening way, but just in a, like, oh, that's that's nice, that's nice. You know us. Just, like, to the hip. Yeah, just, like, I'm yeah. sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. Gee, does that feel better? I feel Much incredible. better. Thank you so much. Your brother and your, or your father and your uncle were really difficult to deal with this time. Mm. You see the look on her face sort of sour for a moment. Not against you, but just the mention of the names. And she, everyone here is like that. Except, well, I suppose I am as well. But I've staved a little more because I protected this room. It's an incredible piece of work. She sort of... I... I I would love to tell you all what awaits you. And now that you all five are here, I can do it. But it will require a piece of you. Oh. (laughs) She rips off her fingernail. Absolutely. Oh. You are always the most willing. Is it a physical piece of us? Yes, but if you wouldn't like for it to uh, hurt, I I know sometimes it hurts, uh, just a little piece of hair would work as well. Uh, Gigi will take her dagger and cut a lock of hair. Could I try and sleight of hand uh, a fingernail that's a little less painted, maybe just black nail polish? Just a little short fingernail to Vincent, since I see how uncomfortable he looks. Like, just kind of, oh, and palm it to him while I pat his like, shoulder. Like, listen, dear, come in the room. Yeah, so like, with oh, my dear. passive insight, mm-hmm. can I pick up that she's doing something? Can't tell what it is, mm-hmm. but that she's trying something? Um, I've got an make 18. Make a slight of hand check. <laughs> hmm. A dirty 20. Okay. Um, I would say for the purposes of all of these characters here, um, you get the sense that Cornelia is maybe always kind of up to something. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, just, that's just her vibe. Yeah. As as she's 
sort of like performing this little um, song and dance. You you can't quite tell what it is, yeah. but you pick up that maybe there's like a little scheme happening. Um, in that case, I'm going to, uh, when I pick up that she's doing something, I'm going to run a distraction. Oh. Okay. And uh, she will grab her tail and rip out a tuft of fur and just go, Okay. And hopefully that distracts the witch. Okay. You said it was a dirty 20? Mm -hmm. Okay. She sort of, thank you, thank you very much. Oh, that hurt. And I could have just. So you have the fingernail? I have the fingernail. Okay. What are you doing? Watching Dr. Grant. (laughs) 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 I think we all are. Add on, Z boys. And for you, Dr. Piddleton. Piddleton, not piddle as in to urinate, <laughs> or pride as in hubris. I'm so Priddleton. sorry. You, you are normally, I see you the least. Um. <laughs> it's fine, I'm smart enough not to make it down this far. <laughs> um, I will try minor illusion. Okay. And I will, something that is of body, mm-hmm. uh, then yeah, I will take out a dagger. And uh, my daggers look very ornate and otherworldly in the sense of like not, there's probably one that looks like other planar, uh, but it is still just a mundane dagger. And then others that look oh, like. Twinsies. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it would have more like air motifs yeah. on it. Uh, a blue dagger. And he'll minor illusion blood and kind of like try and pour that into her hand. Okay. Is there. Um, Why are the boys always the problem? A save against it? <laughs> oh, to yeah, let's give a hag something to control us with. I think an investigation or. Intelligence yeah. check yeah. can see through it okay. based off of your DC. Yeah, it, my uh, my DC is seventeen. Okay. Um, so I guess it would it would typically to see through illusions. It's investigation. Okay. Vincent, I will get the fingernail. Okay, she sort of takes it, and as you are kind of casting this minor illusion, and the blood sort of drips onto her hand, she sort of hmm, interesting. And she takes the kind of clump of everything, and you see her drop it into the wooden bowl before her. And you watch as the it sort of floats or sinks to the bottom, and it sort of disappears into the shadow there. And you all watch as the braid around the room shifts, growing, and you can hear it pulling through the back of the scalp as it all sort of moves slightly. She, one or more of you were not truthful. So, I will give you half a reading. Sound fair? That is more than fair. I do not know why somebody would have lied in this situation. It sounds totally fair to me. I apologize for whichever one of this group may have committed the indiscretion. Gee, I can understand that. 
it is hard to trust. But nonetheless. Preach it. And she sort of, um, she pulls kind of both of her hands to her face, and you see as she grabs a piece off of one of the, off of the kind of milky eye, and smears it across the other more blackened, raisin-like eye. And as she does, you see tears beginning to well in her eyes. And as they fall, they sort of like cry. And, and as they reach sort of that right under the cheek, you see them turn to hair. And she sort of grabs onto both of them and begins pulling and twisting forcefully and you can hear as it she's sort of <laughs> pulling it from her you can see as she does this the hair around the room as well begins pulling and shifting the back of the scalp almost sucking back in that little rat tail at the nape of her neck and you can almost swear you hear it burrowing the follicles back in. And as she continues pulling, she wraps and wraps it around her sort of fingers. And as it gets to sort of a, a bigger plane of area she's able to use, you see her sort of take some of it and begin to weave it through her fingers. The hair sort of floating there in the in the space you see as she does this a little form beckons its way out of the hair follicles a figure long and thin and stretched and you can see this shelf-like nose and that long slope to it she you will join us you will finally reach the conductor, but he will convince you to stay. You fall for a trick. You are innocent, but you are trapped. You become a part of the family. And you see as she sort of grabs the doll and all of the weaving floating there and she moves it into one hand, and twists again and pulls more length. And this time it's more forceful. It's, a, it's this jerk and you can see all of the hair around the room shift in the same way. This sort of almost like ripping of hair, similar to how you pulled from your tail, is amplified throughout the room. And you see as she forms this knife from the, from the hair, and it's still made of hair and she sort of cuts across the doll that she created. A worthy cause. Maybe you are even able to leave, but it remains. You release him, the conductor of his sins, but unknowingly you listen to him. His judgment is clouded. He believes it is innovation. It is not. It is a snare, and we have all been caught. And you see, finally, 
as she pulls again from that long tuft and begins to sort of pull it again. Now, however, it is moving almost on its own, like vipers wrapping around the conductor doll before she snaps and sparks fly over the entirety of it. And you can see it sort of out, igniting the doll and the creature wrapped around it nightmarishly, the image screaming and crying for help. Even the oracle jumps and you see her pick up a heavy pair of scissors and cuts across the length of hair pouring from her eyes. It is terrifying. The train, nearly impossible to face. You won't be virtuous. Part of you all stoops to a daunting low. Your soul is stained with what you must do, but you must do it. It will ache, it will sting and burn, but you stand and endure. You kill him, you kill it, you end it all. Even yourselves, maybe. But the train, the train is dead. And you see as she sort of falls forward almost into the bowl in front of her, you can see she's sort of pulling the blanket closer. And as she sort of sort of raises her head back up from the bowl, you see it covered in blood. She sort of lets it run down her face. But as she reaches and begins wiping it away, you see a different face underneath. Albeit red and wet with blood, she's just a girl mid-twenties, maybe long, beautiful, blonde hair, kind and soft eyes. She's just human. She, we were never supposed to become this. But the train has its plans. Be vigilant. And here, take this. And she raises her hands again, and you see as she begins wiping it, from her face and collecting it, she kind of washes them back in the in the bath in front of her. And then almost disappearing into the bowl, her hands sort of diving down, and you see the, the returning face that you had first seen when you first entered the room returns. She pulls this strange item from the bowl. And you see... More props. <laughs> as... This is amazing. She hands you... I don't want that. Who wants it? I don't want that at all. Oh, I, it's got teeth. Yeah, it's a teeth dagger. That's not okay. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so happy. I don't know if this will focus, but... <laughs> Beautiful. That Beautiful. is amazing. Um, you see the blade of it is made from like this chunk of skin and gum running along the blade, teeth stuck into it unnaturally. <laughs> the handle of it, this dark sort of red suede, but wrapped in hair. She, I crafted it from all of you 
you from before, giving me an offering. Whatever the conductor has in store for you, I hope that will be enough to stop him. Whatever the train has in store for you, I hope that your combined body and mind will be enough to end it. And you see as she flicks her hand and the hair on the farthest wall where the next door is moves to slide open the car door to the adjacent one. What did Barnabas do? Make a persuasion check. I'm assuming this is a braid of her hair. No, it's our hair. Different hair. Well, it's blonde. That's why I'm asking. You assume part of it. Okay. Uh, 20. 20. She. Barnabas. Barnabas did something awful. He put all of this in front of us. He found something, something that promised all of us the most unfathomable things. My grandfather losing his consciousness and mobility, he promised him arms that could reach so he may never he may never have to leave his chair, but he may still read. You all watch Grant go extremely pale once again. As, uh, although he hasn't dealt with this exact type of dealings, he's dealt with something extremely similar. I have a question for you, young madam. Yes. If we kill this conductor and we are able to go, what becomes of you? I'm afraid. I'm afraid that you wash him of his sins, but you abandon us. Do you wish to be free of all of this? I think. I think in the best, in the best case, yes. But, but you only told us half of our future. Yes. So we could change the second half. Maybe. I can't make you do anything. I can't make the decision for you. I can't leave this room. Do you want to be free of this train? Are you asking if she wants to be dead? I'm asking if she wants to be free. For some people, those are one and the same. Anything would be better. Close your eyes. She, and you see this sort of, the eyelids you haven't seen them before you notice that as you ask her to do this she hasn't blinked but as they close they sort of flake away in this like they're being burned as they close she maybe I will use my hands 
She covers her eyes. Lady Coral, Cor- <clears throat> I almost did it again. Cornelia uh, approaches her with her eyes closed, and she just kind of puts her hands on this girl's shoulders and just whispers into her ear, just go to sleep. This is all a terrible dream. And she just kisses her on the temple. And I'm going to come up behind her with the non hellfire dagger, with just a plain, yeah. plain ornamental dagger. And using my assassinate, I will slit her throat. As she does that, I cast a spell magic on her. On the on the woman. Okay. The, yeah. the As you slice across the neck, you see red liquid beginning to pour and then blonde hair spilling out from the wound. And as it does, and you cast Dispel Magic, you see as her form changes into that young girl again. And as she sort of slumps back in the chair, you see her sort of just allow the life leave her eyes. I think Vincent will actually in this moment for the first time step up and kind of catch her head as it falls down and he'll gently lay her down. Uh, I will cast Eldritch Blast but fav- flavor in a way where like Cute. I pull her breath. Cute. Cute. Sorry. Bless <laughs> I pull her breath from her. Okay. And as I do I say in Primordial your wish is granted. As um, you sort of all gather to allow her to rest. Vincent, you sort of catch the head as it falls, and you feel in your hand this, like, oily, but still well-maintained and beautiful head of hair. And as you sort of lay her into the water, you see that as her body makes contact, instead of flaking like it did before. You see it sort of tendrilling out in this hair as it begins to float across. And Dr. Grant, as you go and pull this sort of soul from her, you see as this collective of hair sort of grabs and is pouring water from it. And as you sort of pull it into your body, you feel it digging and burrowing into your skin. That's not what I wanted. And you sort of... It's coin I, coin I flipped. It sucks to be you. Yep. <laughs> your wish is granted. Yeah. <laughs> you see on your palm where you had kind of casted this is a bunch of small, small follicle-sized entry holes. Mm. More tryptophobia. Just, just some ingrown hairs. Um... It's just some and pulses in As um, Vincent lays her down uh, and kind of releases her head onto the floor, he'll just watch over her, Reggie. Keep her safe. Okay. The Reggie. door to the adjacent car is open. I'm going to wipe her blood off of my dagger onto just like fabric of her dress or something, cleaning it off. That's why I wear red. And she just offers her very nice gown. <laughs> Something tells me we should not be carrying blood of someone such as this with us. 
While they're having this conversation, Miss Evangeline just kind of don't put it in your mouth. Casually <laughs> sniffs okay. the dagger. Whose skin does this smell like? Make <laughs> scent check. Make an investigation. Yeah, it's or an insight. Uh, press the digitation. Blood's gone. Okay. Um, investigation. Sorry. Very well. Stop with the pop-up. Okay, that is going to be a 27. 27. I know my stinks. It's strange. You're smelling and sniffing. You almost get a sense of everyone. And as you're looking over it, it's almost like it's all been sort of pressed and Play-Doh'd into the blade. Gross. Disgusting, I love it. It's Damascus, but with our skin. <laughs> Mom, look at that. It's a beautiful uh, pattern. I would, I would add to that that uh, there's obviously the blue and teal. Are you more scaled? Yeah. There's yeah. Um, some... It You actually, if you look at it, there's texturing to it and shadowing, so it does look scaled. <laughs> there's also other blue and very light blue skin that's on there that is not scaled. Mm. And some of those teeth, baby, they ain't teeth. They're just my skin wrapped up into really tight balls. <laughs> I'm going to say that's the flat ones. Yeah. <laughs> that's just my ear. That's my earlobe right there, dude. Yeah. Some hard cartilage. Anybody mind if I carry this? That yes. That is all yours. Yes, I, I quite do. I... Do you want to? Uh, no, that's not. Oh. Uh, I mind in the fact that that is disgusting. If she gave it to us, it is probably necessary to kill the conductor. And why are you so scared Here of you it? Go. It's us. Uh, it's it is part us. of us. I smelled it, and it's us. Mm. Yes, that bodes well. Extremely well. There was a part of that half mm-hmm. uh, reading mm-hmm. where we died. Yeah. As as part as the completion. Yes, but did you many times before? Did you miss the part where this right. is the first time of all five of us? Mm. I think we so are dead. I, I believe that is a knife of our failure of not working together. Our hell. This oh. is us. Oh, we're still on we're the living hell thing. out our sins. I don't believe that. There <laughs> There are extenuating circumstances in my field. She did mention that we forgive the conductor of his sins. Reliving over and over and over again. Don't know how we got here, and um, maybe we're atoning. Oh, I'm going to be here a very long time. If this is just another (laughs) one of these gods' tricks, I'm going to be really upset because the last time we met wasn't a great time for me. And uh, I will start hover walking over towards the new door. Yep. Okay. Go into the new door. Yep. As you... I reach down and close her eyes. Okay. There's... Nothing to close. Her eyelashes. Her eyelids. Yeah, the eyes are totally gone. Yeah. Oh, oh, I missed that. Okay. Her yeah, eye, her and she's eyelid. sort of like dissipating into hair. Okay, okay. <laughs> so. She is just kind of... Well, then if her, if her eyes aren't there yet, if her eyes aren't still there, I won't. You just pull the bangs down a little. <laughs> just, I give her a center part. Okay. <laughs> we love those. You give her the emo bang? Yes. Yeah. The swoop. Yeah. One eye's covered. As you sort of exit 
from this room, you see the next door again in front of you. This time it is, um, it is the same as the rest of them other than the one that you just encountered. You can see behind it is sort of this um, nice warm candlelight sort of um, pushing through the window and you're getting a plethora of these sort of savory aromas. That's wonderful. And I just pop three full lady fingers into my mouth. Just Yeah, they sound like little baby carrots. Yeah, like full like <laughs> yeah. snapping. Almost like someone chewing on like uh if you've ever been to medieval times and you get the roasted baby yeah. dragon, the the full rib cages of those chickens, that snap sound that they make, that's the sound that these fingers are making. <laughs> Unless they're older and then they're a little soggy. Not supposed to eat that. Part. I thought they got more brittle as they aged. The bones do. The flesh kind of slops off oh. after a while. Slop is such a word. Slop is such a word. They do have an expiration date. <laughs> sure. We I, all do. They get runny. <laughs> Let's go. Let's find out what fresh hell is awaiting us. Who is opening the door? I'll open this one. All right. Yeah, you got Evangeline, the as you slide this door open, you are hit with this sort of warm, lovely, like garlic sizzling, sort of these onions and um, different vegetables frying. You are in the kitchen. A, wow. <laughs> a nice long floorboard running across, pots and pans steaming away and sizzling, herbs hung up to dry mm. and bottles full of dried grains. On the far end of the room is a woman. You can see that she is middle-aged. Um, she's Seems lovely though. She's she's large, not like muscular or strong, um, but just scale wise, mm-hmm. she kind of takes up more space than the rest of you. Um, you see the hair sort of pulled into a slicked back bun, and this pristine apron and blue puff sleeve dress. Um, she's carrying with her a large silver tray stacked with assorted cut meats, fruits, honeys, and cheese. And as you enter, she sort of smiles, half-heartedly, but she invites you. And she sort of, oh, welcome, welcome. Oh, hello. It is very, wow, all five of you, huh? She sort of, I should have made a bigger tray. And she um, invites you to sit as she sort of in the center of the train, there is this um, sort of uh, table set out with enough chairs for all of you plus her. Oh, this is wonderful. The last two cars have been a thrill, truly. And she kind of like fancily flops down to the table, but all the while keeping her sockets trained on this woman, like waiting for in case they have like grabby hands too (laughs) waiting for it to go wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you um sort of see her she she takes her seat kind of at the table and she oh 
I am quite hungry myself. And she begins sort of snacking as well. Nothing abnormal. Um, no, like, who has a high that? passive perception? 18. 18 and 18. Okay. 16 uh, on mine. It was 15. I thought it was yeah, no, 16. 16. Okay. I got good I also investigation in that. I have a yeah. passive insight of 18. Okay. Same. You. Um, 18 for everything. I'll say, what's your passive? Oh, it's 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My investigation's good. Yeah. You and I, no, no insight. The only three of you are able to see that as she eats, there's sort of something like her jaw moves just a little too much, and you can you can hear as well as it sort of like pops in and out a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Why would you do that? You know my thing about popping. That's so good. It was just the perfect moment. I'm gonna launch over this table. <laughs> you can also see occasionally as she's eating, you see her sort of move the jaw back into place and then wipe her cheek from drool. Um, one of the reasons I don't know this, this is because as I pull my chair out, I'm going to investigate it for traps. Okay. That's good. I oh, I'm just, down. I'm just sitting down. I'm the Madame of Consumption. Yeah, I'm I physically cannot help myself. Okay. Whatever is in front of me, I just very politely just, there isn't a breath that goes by, I don't breathe. So I'm just constantly streaming yeah. meat. Okay. If there's any like cured meats. Yeah, there's like these nice thinly sliced sort of salami and- You'd think um, it's prosciutto. Yeah, those sort of- <laughs> No, his name was Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sitting it's by delicious. her. delicious. Yeah. You're eating and this is like the most gourmet charcuterie board you've like ever had. I take out a couple lady fingers, wrap them in the sal- the <laughs> s- prosciutto and salami, and just be like, <laughs> Madame, is this the first time you've seen all five of us? Yes, all five of you. Normally, uh, it is um, just a pair. Ah, c'est bon. Uh, what pairs do you normally see? Mm. Yes, what pairs? All sorts, uh, normally. But um, I actually see most of you. Mm. And like, there's this weird confusion because the last lady said that I was uh-huh. the least seen, uh, but I got a 15 on my investigation. <gasps> on your investigation. Oh, no, that means you make it through the room the most often, and none of us get through the girls' room <clears throat> besides you often. Mm. Wow. Ooh. You check for traps. <clears throat> you don't sense anything odd about the room itself or the table, but. God, there is something ready to activate with this woman. Hmm. Like, and as she sort of, oh, it is, it is very nice to have an entire table full. Um, you know, my, uh, my son, he would have loved to have been here, but he, um, he's so obsessed with uh, um, farming, growing his own things, but he never really got the chance, so. Oh. It's quite all right, darling. We saw him on our way in. We gave him a big old hug and kiss from That's grandmother. Good. That is good. Mm. I wish I could see him. Well, perhaps soon. Do you have a picture of him? Um, I don't actually. My uh, the conductor took all of them from me. He keeps everything uh, safe at the front of the train. 
any of us ever mentioned the conductor being whisked away by something? With teeth and tentacles? Roll a persuasion check. Oh. And have we seen <laughs> in a, any of these? Yes. <laughs> uh, Miss Evangeline just very casually slipped the hat off. Okay. And is carrying it at her <laughs> side. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I gave that to him on his 10th birthday. <laughs> give it to her as a gift. I will. Just give okay, me a minute. Just making sure. I have no insight, two. so I, I, I read it as you're hiding <laughs> fair. it. You've got a two? A full two. Okay. She sort of... I'm very uh, off-putting. Mm-hmm. I, you've never... None of you have ever talked about it. If... if it helps when when we saw your son uh, he gave me this hat to pass to you you see her eyes sort of shift as she my daddy please well one are you all right he was he was so young you know he was only he had just turned 18 she see her sort of face shift and she it's all his fault all his fault he took my children from me he was so obsessed it's like like cheating but with with a with a train and she you see her sort of as she's talking the jaws moving oh. and not popping sorry no you can say <laughs> popping that's why it's just the actual popping yeah. sound that gets me and just sort of moving and cracking almost she, i tried to tell him i told him over and over and he never listened it didn't matter how wide i opened my mouth and you see as she grabs onto the end of her sort of jaw and wraps her fingers into her teeth area. The areas around her eyes begin to darken in her fury. The iris turns white hot. You hear this sort of click as she moves the jaw away from the hinge and as she grasps it tightly in anger, you see she begins to pull and stretch the lower mouth and the gums farther and farther away from the, their origin. Saliva, slightly brownish purple in color, begins oozing from the opening in her throat, her tongue dangling there in the pulled stretch of inner mouth. She continues manipulating this piece of her maw until she's able to sort of step into it. You see her fall to her knees and the drool piling on the floor. She begins snaking her way around the room. She moves to the other side and as she does, you, you hear her teeth wrapped around her toes, rattling across the uneven floorboards now letting out these sort of rageful cries. I haven't suffered for this long for all of you. 
only to go and kill him. It should be me. He's, he's not dead. And she picks up this large rusted oh. knife covered in thick mahogany liquid that is congealed over the edge. Please roll initiative. Oh. Cool. Oh. Mm -hmm. He's not and dead. If it would, um, if I could have someone grab yep. the setting. Oh, oh no. Um. I did not roll well. I, I did rolled not either. incredibly. Oh wait, well. I roll a disadvantage. Oh good. That'll help. Okay. Still, the first roll was the worst roll. I have the highest initiative I've ever had. <laughs> I cannot roll. Oh. oh no. Damn. I also. Don't oh, roll I well. love this. Also, this is it, so. Oh cool. wow. Oh, the dumbest mini. Please tell me that she oh, looks like a nightmare so cooking with Mama. <laughs> Just the full oh, head rest. That so is so cool. I. Holy cow, oh, the apron oh. turns sorry, into... sorry, sorry. Wow. I'm beside. I am in Ray. the back. <laughs> I am in the back. Oh, back here? If oh, yeah. You look closely. Okay. Her little teeth are back there, too. Oh my god, they are. Oh, oh my god. god. This is uh, yeah, I never horrifying. I love it. I'm yep. so excited. Who's sitting? Nope. Uh, me and Rhea. <laughs> I'm fully devouring still. Like, I've watched this whole transformation while packing in meat. Because I... <laughs> Happy cry. Happy cry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, D4. Know, it's always is, pride. It's always <laughs> pride. There's a bread in the chair, but it's fine. Pack meat with pride. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, uh, initiatives? Yes, please. Mm. Would you like to know mine? Yes. Start. <gasps> Go down. 25. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> 17. Uh, 13. 17 for a I'm sorry, you said that's the best initiative you've ever had? No, 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 no. He has no. the best initiative. I have modifier. a plus 9 to my initiative. Oh! Yeah. I cannot roll. The first, the first initiative was a two. I thought I didn't realize you were being sarcastic. Uh, Gigi? Uh, seven. Seven? Nice, nice. Almost a scholarly eight. And eventually. Six. <laughs> okay. Strong six. Made it kind of easy for me this yeah. time. Oh, yeah, we did. Hey. We went in order. Mm -hmm. Oh. All right. Oh, if we so, go by that pattern, then you should be last. And <laughs> you all <laughs> recognize this moment of tension. Cornelia, what would you like to do? I'm sitting at the table very politely, just devouring food, and then I just kind of look up, watch this happen while eating, and then Cornelia goes, very well, it looks like you're on the menu. And she pushes, Ooh. I still have time to talk. She believes he's dead. That's all I'll say. I'll quickly just push up from the chair and in the blink of an eye, I'm standing next to her, just very like calm and collected. And I'm going to hold my action to attack her with all of my attacks. Okay. As soon as she makes a hostile move towards anyone. Could you, let's see, go ahead and move yourself up so I know where you are. I can. Are you know what, yeah. Yes. She's the one on the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, hello everyone, this is what the dress looks like. Do you want to be on this side or over here? 
Uh, just directly in front of her right there. Lucia, just so you know, that the nails are a square, okay. and each two is a square. So gotcha. that would be a square, that would be a square, that would be a square. Okay. So one. I'm, and if I'm need be, right we there. can pull everything forward and we can sure. make things if easier. Either way, I just want to make sure that I'm I not. can get <laughs> stuff on this end if Ray can get stuff on that end. We're good. Um, so you're s- holding yep, your I'm action? I'm holding my attack action. Okay, so as you um, sort of like hold this action and you are now within uh, her range, her turn is next. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you see as she has like picked up this knife, um, she's going to try and hit you twice with it. That is an aggressive action. Uh, if you want to move, do it. Um, oh, no, I'm not moving. I was going to... I know. One of those is, doesn't hit, but the other is a natural 20. Oh. Um, wait, I have a thing. Okay. Shoot. Is it luck? Uh, yes. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, it's, it's not luck. Is it's it Tides um, of Chaos? Ben Fate, something oh, like that. Yeah. Oh, Ben Fate. Okay. Um, I'm using my reaction and spending two sorcery points. Okay. To apply a D4 as a penalty to that, so it's no longer a natural twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Take good because that would have been twenty-two points of damage. Take three off the three natural off? twenty, so it's a seventeen. Okay. So Does that hit? it'd be seventeen w- plus. Heard the attack modifier, but yeah. it would not make it a crit anymore. Right, right, right. and yeah. that, that's the intention. Which is good. Um, I believe it still hits, though. My um, AC is an 18. Yeah. So if it has a plus anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Thank you. still, she does with without the natural 20. Mm-hmm. Um, she does 11 points of damage in the kind of one fell hit after she kind of like swings wide with the other one. And um, Miss and Evangeline watching her like coming down, and she sees that moment that the blade actually contacts um, Lady Cornelia. 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 That's why. That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> Lady Cornelia. Um, she goes <gasps> and like kind of stumbles backwards a little bit, and the noise of the floorboard creaking makes her turn, and okay. oh, it turns that. into a glancing blow instead of a straight on. Gotcha. And since she attacked me, I'm going to hit her twice. Go for it. And Um, my first one is going to be my attack for consumption. Okay. I'm going to try and rip a piece of her off and consume it. Okay. You got an easy apron of it there. (laughs) Yeah, just... (sighs) Yeah. Okay. That's a a 19 to hit. 19 does hit. Perfect. It's, It's a little bit of damage. Oh, six points of uh, piercing damage. Six points of piercing damage. And I heal six points of damage. Okay. As I ingest her. Yeah, as you, what, where are you trying to pull the... Uh, I think this is the first time that everyone has seen Lady Cornelia get a little flustered. So you watch as she just calmly stands there, gets hit, gets distracted, and then just whips around, jumps up, grabs the sides of her face and pulls down okay. and then just shoves it in her mouth. And I have two attacks, so I'm going to punch her in the gut. Okay, as well. <laughs> go for it. After I rip her face or is off. The, in the tongue, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this might not hit. 16? 16 does hit. Oh, nice. perfect. And I'm doing a stunning strike. 
Go for oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so con save for con, a con save? save versus 16. 16. She just fails. Nice. Oh, then she is stunned. Okay. And she takes. Let's see. Another six points of just bludgeoning damage six as points? I. Uh, yes, bludgeoning, but I'm flavoring it as just rape it, raking my claws across with my stiletto nails across that tongue surface and just saying, you'll never get joy from eating again. Yeah. You, um, as you are sort of like, um, from that, from that blow sort of hitting, you just full activate, just, yeah, begin almost like this like, Unexplainable, world. like yeah. tenacity. Um, is that all you would like to do with your? your uh, that was my whole held action. Okay. Um, then we are on to Grant. Uh, Grant, not going on the aggressive yet. Still goes. Because uh, stunned can still speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, Miss, he is not dead. We spared him his life. We made it to you to try and end Barnabas, who did this to all of your family. Make a um, persuasion check with disadvantage. Okay. Yeah, because she's mad. Well, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I kind of just consumed her face. He's back. He went to a nice tea room. Damn it. <laughs> oh, the Lord taketh and the Lord taketh away, or giveth and taketh away. Natural 20 oh, and a one. two oh. for a total of nine. It's like it sounded good, and then her anger hit, and she was like, wait a second. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. I could, but you know what? No. Nah. Um, As you say this, um, you, Cornelia, since you're right there, you see the eyes just moving as the rest of the body is sort of stuck. And even though she technically could speak, because the mouth is making up so much of her body, you just sort of hear her, like, gurgle back at you. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Feeling that this did not work, I'm going to use my action. I'm going to say... I wish for your release, and I will conjure elemental, and from me oh God. comes out a gin. Okay. Oh, hey, Jim. Oh, it has, so nice. nice to see you again. It has, uh, hold on, I'm seeing how far, 90 feet, right up on her. Right up on her. Yep. I can put him sort of in that area. There. It's Jim the gin. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, okay. That way we can all reach it. Beautiful. Huh? But yeah, I have the stats. Uh, it is looks like a gin, but is an air elemental for stat wise. Okay. Um, I just politely wave as two I'm like, slam attacks, uh, and can move into basically any area. So technically, would get behind her if you allow for flanking. Yeah. Okay. Get that uh, advantage, baby. Yeah, don't forget that she's stunned, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it would already be an, an advantage. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, 24 to hit on the first one, it's... and then a uh, 21 to hit on the second one. Are melee attacks against stun targets crits? No. Okay. Mm-mm, no. I can never remember which. 
Conditions do what? <laughs> yeah, 26 know. points of damage total from the two hits. Okay. Oh, okay, go off, queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you sort of pour forward this um, immense amount of magic and conjure this djinn into the space, you see as it moves almost in this, like, similar, almost in a way to her, of like this, like, very smooth, almost slither, but it almost feels. It doesn't feel as bad because he's in the air. <laughs> um, uh, and everybody would see that it came like, out of me. Yeah. It what? <laughs> yeah. Like, Sorry. As I spoke it, it, it would be like air coming out of my lungs creating this gin. Gotcha. Yeah. And you, um, you also see as it sort of like emerges just at the tail end, there's like a little bit of little bit of blonde hair that sort of like flickers off before it sort of <laughs> before That's it sort cool. of slithers over and just wails onto the cook. Is that all you'd like to do with your turn? Uh, I mean, that's my action. That <laughs> uh, was my free action to talk. Um, you got any bonus action? Warlocks are pretty light on bonus actions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. I already have, unless 10 minutes has been up, um, I, you know what, I'll do it anyways. I'll give myself more flying. Oh yeah. Okay. So I just re-up my elemental gift. Okay. Um, Vincent, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna move back. Okay. As I will draw remembrance, my flintlock mm. pistol. Okay. Um, as I will pull the hammer back, I will take aim, and uh, I will take a dead eye. No, I don't need to because she's, she's stunned. still stunned. Mm -hmm. uh, Until the end of my turn. Sharpshooter. Uh, so minus five to attack plus mm -hmm. ten to damage. Yep. Okay. Uh, and that just moves away. Right. Uh, and I will make my attack. You got this. We all believe in you. Uh, that is a mm -hmm. twenty-four to hit. That hits. All right. And then oh. uh, as I I fire, um, I quickly like in a blur of an eye, just re-powder, throw the ball in, two, take another shot, and fire again, because okay. I ignore the loading property of the firearm. Nice. Uh, and I take another shot. Very good. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. Mm -hmm. oh. That Forty-six points of piercing damage from two hits. Okay. Y'all gonna leave something for me? No. No. <laughs> we're gonna, Absolutely not. We're gonna kill this poor grieving woman. Just like sorry. <laughs> Would you please describe how your hits land? Um, as uh, he pulls and takes aim and just like with extreme precision, uh, almost shooting past you. Um, the through the hole in my she's head. She's stunned, yeah. She has the, <laughs> the mouth down and will just kind of blowing uh, holes through the flesh 
uh, as it just too pierced into like I guess where the shoulder would be, but it's I know it's a mouth, uh, so kind of just blowing off chunks of teeth uh, cool. and uh, flesh, and then the other one he just takes aim and fires and blows a chunk of the uvula off that kind of lands onto the ground. Beautiful. <sighs> is that all you'd like to do with your turn? Uh, that is my action. What fell off? Is that what that look is? Um, Free action. I pick up the uvula <laughs> and I eat it. <laughs> It's like a pop uh, boba. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, my bonus action, you see he actually holds up his uh, left hand and a little contraption and a little palm pistol forms into his palm yes. and he takes a shot with that. Okay. Oh my cool. God. That was badass. Yo, we're killing someone's mom uh, right now. That is a 16 to hit. I tried. 16 does hit. All right, you did try. That's I fair. You did try, it, but the existence of a map says it was futile. <laughs> I'm about no, to be it's... mean. Uh, the 15 points of piercing. 15 <laughs> points of piercing damage. I'm just saying. When a DM pulls out All a really right. nice map, you're like, this is happening. <laughs> we're doing this. GG. Yes. Um, so I'm going to run up to her. Oh. And okay. I am going to take my attack, which is it at advantage since she's stunned? Mm-hmm. Yes. Fantastic. And I'm attacking with my Hellfire Dagger. Okay. Awesome. So that's 17 plus 7, 24 to hit. 24 does hit. Oh, excuse me. Okay, then... Uh, Perfect place. So first, that's going to be five points of piercing damage. Five points. And then sneak attack. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Fourteen more points. Okay. Very nice. And for. No, I think I think that's gonna be it for me. Okay, Miss Evangeline. Okay, so Miss Evangeline uh, moves up to the end of the table, and uh, which the, the one which she's table? at, the <laughs> other end, so okay. that she's within thirty feet, basically. By the salami, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and um, she's going to say. What was your son's favorite lullaby? And immediately cast Detect Thoughts. Quicken spell so that it's a bonus action. And use an action to probe deeper, hoping that she taps into the subconscious and catches the song before uh, she can have a chance to repress the thought. Okay. Oh my god. So I need a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom Wisdom saving, 17. That's a 10. Nice! (laughs) Okay, so as you sort of get up to this um, position more where you can see her and you sort of ask her this question, you see briefly for a moment, she's sort of like her eyes darting around the rooms and on the detect thoughts, you can hear in her mind the initial, nobody should be allowed to kill him but me talking and you see this vision of this husband Mm -hmm. you see this vision of this man 
kind of slightly um, middle-aged with this like big, thick sort of mustache and kind of a little, um, kind of like a goatee, but a little bit bushier mm -hmm. and the conductor hat worn on the head. Right. Um, and as she sort of, as you push deeper and you ask her this question, you probe for a moment as she is thinking of her son and you cannot grasp the thought okay. because she cannot remember. Oh. oh. You see her as you ask, it's oh almost God. like she is, she's trying and you probing, she knows that you are trying as well and she can't. I am it. going to continue probing on that thought in hopes that it will give her disadvantage because it's so emotionally mm -hmm. devastating to her. Okay. That she can't I don't remember. Why she hasn't killed him yet. Me? <laughs> she can't leave the room. What's your spellcasting ability? Uh, spellcasting is charisma. Charisma. Okay, mm -hmm. make an opposed, um, like a charisma Wobble. saving throw. Okay. Oh. You just have to roll better than me. Uh, 17. 17, okay. You continue sort of probing and prodding in the mind of this woman. And as you do, you see, and the those of you that are closer, you see the eyes darting back and forth as it's almost causing her this, this, this stress as she can't, she can't find it. She can't find the song. She can't find the face of her son. Mm -hmm. um, so I will say for continuing, she will have disadvantage. Awesome. She not only is stunned physically, but mentally. Uh -huh. <laughs> Emotionally. Is that the end of your turn? Um, I believe so. Yes. <laughs> okay. Back to Miss Cornelia. Oh, wonderful. I don't care about your favorite song. And she just <laughs> continues just ripping into this woman's tongue. Okay. I'm hungry. I wish you didn't shoot off the user and then just, you know, just <laughs> speed bag it. Uh, is your Jen flanking for advantage? Yes. Cool. Oh, wait. She's still stunned. <laughs> no. It doesn't matter right now, but yeah. yeah. It, might, it might in the future. <laughs> it will. Okay, so first attack. Whoa. Thank God I have advantage. We're going to do a... 23 to hit. That hits. Perfect. Second attack. A 21 to hit. And indeed hits. And then I'm going to do flurry of blows. Okay. Yeah, hit her two more times. Oh, wait, no. Down, not up. Natural 20. Natural oh 20! <laughs> and last one. A 19 on the die. Okay. We are just beating the tar out of this poor woman. <laughs> we really are. Um, so as, as you're punching, uh, Miss Evangeline will say, she's, she says she should be the only one to kill her husband. That's what she's upset about, not her son. That's incredible. Ouch. <laughs> so I'm going to roll 4d6 plus... 22 based off of the crit and my modifiers. Jesus. So, 9, 10, 11. So we're at 33. One more. 36 points of damage. Please describe how you would like to end her. Yeah! Okay. 
So since I have spider climb, you all watch. You especially see yeah. this. Lady Cornelia says, I don't care about your favorite song. And then she jumps over your head and kind of does that weird Doctor Strangey thing where the gravity just kind of shifts for one person. Mm -hmm. Her dress never hangs. It never falls down. Right. It stays perfectly where she is standing. And then she runs, grabs the uh, like a candelabra, jumps, grabs on top of the top of her head and starts ripping at her eyes. And she says, not only am I going to kill him, I'm going to eat him too. And I start just putting her eyes in my mouth and just trying to devour her whole. Okay. I duck under the table. Yeah, so <laughs> as... And you see her face has gone to complete bloodlust. Yeah, she not here. Feeding I, frenzy. I, I, I yeah. don't. I'm crouched under the table. Yeah, so <laughs> as Let me know when it's my turn. Are oh God. Uh -oh. ripping and tearing and pulling and just just decimating this woman. You see the sort of like life beginning to leave and um, Evangeline, as you are sort of still tapped into the mind, she sort of at least that may rest. And you can hear the sort of like viscera ripping and pulling interrupt that thought as um, you, uh, Lady Cornelia, are now like just covered in that purple saliva and just everything. <laughs> that was incredible. Thank you so much for your offering as she continues to eat the pieces. I've been so hungry. And she just kind of slumps down on the on the floor against the table and just sits there for a second. And that's the end of her turn. All right. I don't do it. Is there anything else y'all would like to do? I think Dustin wanted to do no. something. No? It okay. just depended um, on how that blood frenzy went. Okay. okay. I oh, want yeah. to that's investigate fair. her body for any, left. any personal belongings. Okay. Uh, in particular, something. Take her apron. No, I'm trying. Her to be... tongue. <laughs> yeah, just uh, something that would be very uniquely her. So not just like her wedding ring. Something. Make an investigation check for me. Got it. As also you all see her 24. body. Twenty-four. Okay. As you all also see her body fall to the ground and this sort of like <laughs> rapid eating and feasting on her, the once warm and ambrosial scent from the skilled cooking of her fades. The room around you seems to decay and her body begins to as well. Um, leaving this sort of train that you're in covered and speckled with mold and spores beginning to puff and float through the air. The plate of food that she had laid out, now old and rotting. <laughs> um, as it's rotted. <laughs> things sort of settle and quiet, you see the door across the room open. A small, red, sludgy tentacle wrapping around the handle and seeming to hold it for you. On your investigation check, um, you 
are trying to look through her belongings as they're rapidly decaying and also have been mostly eaten. Um, you do manage to recover her apron if you'd like it. Um, yes. I'm going to get the sun's hat again. Okay, but otherwise, um, there seems to be no other personal belonging on her. Okay, then I'm taking the apron. Taking the apron. And I will just take the apron and lightly tie it around my waist. Oh. No mind for if it matches or not. And just say, she will finish this. Okay. And, um... I didn't know how to turn it off. Turn what off? Listening to her. Oh. I couldn't turn it off. I'm very sorry. You poor thing. Um, if we want her to be the one that delivers it, <coughs> and Grant will kind of rub his hand over his face, and you see his face becomes hers. Shame. No. Disguise self? I knew you were freaky. As she's licking the blood off of her hands. Not freaky, cursed. And he takes off his hat, and then as he moves the uh, hat in front of his face, his form shows his true form, and you see uh, an air genasi. Oh. Why do you hide? Because what I... This is what I am, and he goes back to Grant. What I was. Oh. Now I'm a vessel. And he looks over at his uh, air elemental. I'm going to say in primordial, we all have things we are not proud of. And Lady Cornelia Cornelia puts her her bloody hand on your face and says in primordial, and we are all vessels as well. Don't touch me. (laughs) Very well. I pressed to digitate her hands. Oh, thank you so much. We have limited time with my gin, and we'll push the gin forward towards, I'm guessing, that red tentacle that's still on this side of the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, heading that way. All right. Make my way. Make my way. See that that sort of tentacle still wrapped, almost waiting for you. The room, instead of there being that sort of in-between, is just a direct connection this red glow emanating from the room. As you enter, this hatch on the sort of bottom uh, quarter of the wall, it's a, it's a small room, um, it's being opened and the sort of tentacles that you saw from earlier are coming out, scooping up this material and it all seems to squelch and squeal as it's burned inside this furnace. But the steam that fills the room is incredibly cold. You all are kind of freezing in this room. Oh, I'm comfortable. And there, on a stool in the corner, sitting is the conductor. You see the light in here is all red save for a small lantern beside the conductor he looks somewhat distraught 
his head buried in his fin-like hands. He looks up at you, his small beady eyes filled with regret, remorse. Ah, you have all finally made it. Sometimes it's fun, sometimes in pairs, but never all five. How brave you must have all become in so little time. You see he sort of stands, his head having to sort of crane to the side as it hits against the ceiling. Walking over, he picks up this shovel on the wall. You see him open a small door, and inside is this collection of what looks like dark maroon rocks. But as he moves his shovel inside and scoops them, you see they're more like the texture of congealed and dried blood. Some bits of bone grinded and sprinkled in. I finally get to share this with you. You are what powers this train. And you see as he grabs the furnace hatch and opens it, this frigid gust escaping from it as he dumps the contents of the shovel inside. You hear as it seems to burn and boil but also this gnawing and something suckling on it as well. I know what you have done. I know you have made a choice. I know my children are depending on you, my wife. You see him sort of place down the shovel next to the hatch. My wife is gone. He once again takes his seat back on the stool in the room, grabbing onto the lantern beside him. He holds it up to the wall he sits against. You see there, plastered, blueprints, notes, pictures of his family, all hung up, but most of them stained with that familiar red. Please, if you must end me, leave the train. I have lost everything. Everything that made me want this. My love, my family. But the train, but the train must live. The train holds everything. It is my sweat, my tears, my blood, my ultimate sacrifice. None of this, none of what I've done makes sense without this train. And you see his eyes sort of grow tired and weak, tears streaming down his face. Tavon, that crocodile tears. Or you can end, you can end it all. Let me find the answers, let me fix this. I just need more time. Give me your tickets, I'll, I'll punch them now. You can give me more time. You see as he speaks, the window on the side of the room. Doom, 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 doom and this mass, unable to quite make out the image or shape, is banging against the glass. Please, please, please end this. You see, he sort of acknowledges that it's there. We don't have time. I need more time. Give me your tickets. I cast detect thoughts on the train. Oh. Uh. 
Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, well, that's. Grief, it was and like, I, I love that. To roll it's a train. For my wild like, magic surge on the last one, so okay. I'm gonna roll two d20 on this one. Okay. Oh, it's a Sorry, train. You were saying. 18 and 19. I'm good. 18 uh, and 19. Okay. I will also bring up bend luck, right? Doesn't mm. that have the put into the DM's hands a forced magic surge? Um, I think that's only yes. Is it, does it? That's but I did I use bend luck? I you think did. You I did. Yes. Let me double check that. I think you I also tides used of tides of chaos. No, no it's tides either. of chaos that does that. Okay. Bend luck does not. Um, while she delves deep, uh, Vincent will go. You know, I know what it's like to sacrifice. What it's like to lose everything. I lost my husband in a fire. Our child. I know what it's like to want to hunt and do anything and everything it takes to bring them back. Isn't that why we're all, why we're all here? You have come so far. You've built what it wants from you. Just give me more time. And as you are, and as he is speaking, you begin to detect thoughts on the train. And as you tap in, you see the brain matter extends out the window and envelops the front of the train. You see it as the thoughts at first are incredibly intelligent, smart, you hear it, sort of, they finally all made it. It will be the most will I will get to consume at once. Are you pushing deeper? Yes. Okay. Oh, no, of course I'm I good. am. <laughs> no, I'm good. This is the fathom. Okay. We deep. gotta go As deeper. you do this, I would like for you to please make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That, yeah. Natural 20. <gasps> Natural so 20. That's going to be a total Eat it, train. of 24. <laughs> 24. As you delve deeper into the mind of this creature, you're, you feel almost like there is something scraping against the sides of your own thoughts, and it stings for a moment, but you sort of push through that pain and that ache into past that barrier. And it's almost like you are swimming or drowning in thoughts, multiple, thousands, millions, all, but at the core of it, you feel this need to consume will, the power of being able to get to the front of the train is what it's after. What is it? The train, the train is thinking, it's alive. It, it plans to consume our will. <laughs> As you're saying this, no. you see the continuous Doom, 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 doom on the night. on the glass, and you begin to hear <coughs> as the glass is beginning to feather out in cracks. What are you doing? 
Uh, I was gonna tell him. Uh, I was gonna ask him a question. Okay. What do you wish? I wish to make it right. Do you? Then let me grant your wish as I cast Seeming on all of us and we all become his family. I become his daughter, the witchy one. I'll become the old man. I'll become his wife with the apron. Okay. I guess I'll- the brother and then- That's it? His uncle. Yeah. I'll stay the same, you can- I'm whatever he makes me. You also have the son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You so, did not meet the brother. But is in the in the picture? Yes. Yep. I'll make everybody. Okay, I'll family. do the son. You do the brother. You since I got the hat. Seeming onto all of you, and you see as he sort of winces, and you see as he the lantern he was holding he drops onto the floor and it shatters across, and he just just end it then. And he sort of slumps against the wall, and you see doom, doom, as the glass breaks. For a split second, water begins rushing in before it is stopped and plugged by the mass of this creature rushing its way in. You see its body pinkish in color, but its skin translucent, able to see through to the veins and the organs inside of it. You see this clot of something moving through the body until it reaches the end of this, end of this slug-like creature, and suddenly pss, erupts out from the front these you <laughs> keep going these terrible more. long flexible tendrils shoot towards the conductor and you see as they wrap around his form and begin raising his figure off the ground pressing him up against the wall this body large and slippery begins crawling its way into the room mage armor <laughs> okay <laughs> Small hands over its stomach, like caterpillar legs, but these are human, grabbing and grasping oh. onto the walls and floors. You all begin to feel the room filling with just how much it is, its body squeezing you and rapidly sliding to constrict around you. What are you doing? I immediately quick draw my, my gun, and at first I take aim at the conductor, but then I move down and I shoot the furnace. Okay. As you oh, pull nice. the gun, unload. you just unleash sort of this like rain of bullets into the body and you are beginning to feel as your arms are getting tighter and tighter to your body. And as you're pushing holes into this creature, that red smoke that you all saw in the beginning begins pouring from the creature. I need all of you to please make constitution saves. Okay. Oh, is it so inhaled? Is it, sorry? Do I have to inhale it? Okay. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not being restrained. I have the ring of free That's movement. That's correct. Wow. So, so I'm running on the tentacle towards the conductor to attempt to pull his head off before this creature can consume him. Okay. After what... Uh, Kitty cat told me. Okay. I got 25. 25? 18. 18. 16. Okay, no the two of you fail. Ooh. 
Oh, we failed. Wow. Oh, no. Um, I felt good. Yeah, I was feeling good about that 18. Yeah. yeah. Oops. You take 12 points of necrotic damage. Um, you see out of the corner of your eyes, the conductor is now sort of purple in the face, raised against the wall to nearly the ceiling. And you see as these tentacles wrapped around him are pulling and <gasps> doom, doom, slamming his body into the wall over and over and over again. You begin to see those of you constricted from under the translucent skin of this creature, your own face pressing against the skin, using your hands and mouth to try and grab and rip away from its entrapment inside this creature. Your body's beginning to be crushed by the weight and the mass of this creature as it's still pouring into the room, more of its mass filling. What are you doing? Uh, from, from, the, from the hit that we just took, um, can I gleam from it that that is how it intends to consume our will? Can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> from from that from the uh, con save that we just did, do I get kind mm. of since it said it wants to consume our will? Can I put those together that that's kind of what it's trying to do right now? You, I'll say for the sake of the situation that you're in, you feel like that smoke that's coming up is a defense mechanism from Vincent driving holes into it. Um, So you're unsure how it intends to consume you? Mm -hmm. Um, Gigi's trying to get an idea for, um, is this the end? You make a wisdom saving throw. Oh god, a saving throw. Yeah, Yeah, because I have a plan if this is the end. My sole plan is Same. to try and consume him first. Oh, wisdom saving throw is going to be a six. Oh, six. You rack your brain for what is happening, this feeling, this dread, this fear, and you cannot ascertain what you are supposed to be doing. This creature is rapidly filling the room. You and all of your fellow passengers are, well, except for <laughs> Lady Cornelia, are being restricted by this body. Something needs to work. Um, I'm going to let the others go before I do. Seeing him shoot the fire, I'm like, oh, it's an engine. It's trying to suffocate him and us. It makes sense to suffocate it as well. Uh, The djinn is going to go and basically try and suck up all of the oxygen of the fire that's within the furnace. And then I would like to Eldritch Blast and try and do the same. Okay. Yeah. Stop their heart. Give me... Oh, I, I'm, I was just going to do that in attacks. Okay. If, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless so you want me to do something else. Let's um, go I ahead and... I want to do something nonviolent. Okay. Go ahead and roll with advantage and just give me what it is plus, like, your spell attack modifier or something. Oh, yeah. I got all that. Okay. So it looks pretty. like calamari's on the menu. Uh, okay. Uh... 20 and 18 from the uh, air elemental. Okay. And then, oh God, uh, 17 and, okay, okay that's better, uh, 27, uh, 27 from me. Okay, so as you send your gin into kind of this furnace and it begins 
pulling all of the air and the fire from inside, you see almost like the like putting a vacuum in a bag. The creature in this room almost shrivels, but it is still coming in. The even though you've been given a little bit of room to be able to not be constricted, there is still funneling in more of this creature. What would you like to do? I'm shifting my detect thoughts onto one of the images of myself. Okay. That's uh, appearing inside it. And um, I'm going to try to figure out, um, I'll probe deeper as needed, um, but I want to know uh, if the me that we're seeing or that I'm seeing uh, knows what we need to do specifically. Okay. So, I That's love cool. this. You sort of focus on the image in front of you, it clawing and grabbing at the skin. It just seems to sort of glean off of it. And as it does, you hear in the mind, the knife, the knife, where is the knife? <laughs> and it is yep. sort of just pulling and grabbing, trying okay. to get to you. Okay. Got it. I think that would circle us back to Lady Cornelia. The only thing I have the idea to do is try and wrestle the conductor out of being entangled by this creature. Okay. Sort of like pulling and trying to, even if I have to like scratch and bite the tentacle, I will do that. And all the while I'm laughing maniacally in another feeding frenzy. And she's like, <laughs> you thought you were going to consume me? You're a train. Okay. As you're sort of like grabbing onto these tentacles wrapped around and digging and clawing, you almost, they almost feel like, like a sausage casing filled with thick liquid. And as you're pulling, they begin bursting at your, at your sort of pulling and, and clawing. And, and as you're doing it, it's like you're keeping pace with this creature as it's continuing to kind of try and shoot out. Um, go ahead and make just like what you would roll for an attack. Okay. Mm, there's a big cough coming. Mm. It's the consumption. <coughs> <I'm>, oh. <coughs> it's the consumption. What yeah. is up? <laughs> That voice put something in my throat that it did not like. So for an attack with my fists, that's going to be a 25. 25. Yeah, so as you are pulling and this creature is trying to keep pace with you and it's also losing its oxygen and, it, and the creatures inside it are clawing and Vincent, you are shooting at it, it sort of cannot keep up. And as you're sort of like spider... Just... Clinged onto the wall and Every pulling. time it moves, I just touch the wall and am perfectly leveraged to continue pulling. Yeah, you you manage to kind of like in one swooping action, like wrap your hand around them and pull. And as you do, the conductor, <gasps> as he sort of like is let go from this constriction and falls back onto the floor. I made a promise to your wife. And she begins to smile as her teeth get sh begin to sharpen as she's about to go full feeding frenzy unless someone stops her. Okay. Uh, I think at this moment, Vincent has lost all hope. 
Mm-hmm. Seeing his self, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't want to repeat again and again. And he just. No, I will not forget you. Only remembered. And he'll take the gun and he'll put it up to his heart where the, the, the mm-hmm. mass is, and he will fire twice and action surge and fire two more times into his own heart, through his heart. Uh, I will burn grit, do a piercing shot so that it goes through me, and it will literally go through all of the creature. Uh, and I will okay. burn all of my grit to do as many piercing shots as I can as I pierce my heart. Okay. As you fire into your own heart, you feel this, like, white hot pain rush through your body almost like blurring your vision and as you just find that final push to continue shooting you just continue unloading into this creature and as it does you start you hear it sort of (coughs) sort of screeching out in this terrible like it doesn't have enough air to continue as he fires it will not have me. I am his always forever. And as your blood is sort of spilled against the back of this creature and you sort of like lean against it, um, you are just like looking into the, um, the disappearing red light and you feel this sort of peace wash over you. What are the rest of you doing? I have taken off the apron and seeing him give him kind of a nod of recognition. I'm going to toss it. Finish it for her. It will not take me two. And I will take my hellish dagger and plunge it into my heart. Whoa! Twisting it and banishing myself to the river sticks. Okay. So, as you, again, throw this apron in, in, in this sort of mirroring way and your own life and you feel that blade enter you again the same sort of feeling of pain before just quiet and you both you also sort of slump against the creature now most of it covered in your party's blood what are you doing I am going to, um, she watches these, these people that she just met sacrificing themselves and another one like devouring it. And she reaches into her jacket and she pulls out the knife and looks at it. And she goes running and charges over to the window. And I want to reach out the window and climb up onto the roof using the little handholds okay. that they have. I want to climb up on the roof and stab the brain with the dagger. Okay, so Evangeline, as you pull this knife from your pocket and you climb out the window, just enough space to sort of squeeze through in that very cat-like way, you hold your breath as you're in water and you see this translucent body covering the front of the entire locomotive 
And as you sort of continue running, your breath bubbling behind you, you drive the knife sort of down into it and you just rip down the length of this creature. You see the image of yourself having followed you out, sort of recoils in this fear and you hear this loud <laughs> and you see as the teeth and skin of this blade rip their way through flesh, almost like a light begins to burst as swimming little images of you, your party, begin escaping from the blade. They curl and cry and wail as they attack the body alongside you. The creature continues in these pained howls, and you see as liquid begins pouring from it and evaporating into that red smoke. Please make one more constitution saving throw. Oh. Uh, 15. 15, okay, so. Oh wait, uh, roll a d4 with that. Uh, why do you have disadvantage? Cause I'm exhausted. Uh, it's saving throw. You don't have disadvantage. Oh, you're right, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's, that's and, still a and 15. Plus a d4 chaos. you said? Tides of Chaos lets you reroll the oh, d20. Oh yeah, so wait, that, that'd be a dirty 20. I feel like that's good enough. Uh, but I'm giving you uh, a part of like some wish and uh, giving you an extra D4 on top of that. As yeah, well. that gives me a dirty 20. Okay. Dirty 20 in total? Mm-hmm. Then you make it. <laughs> and as this red smoke is pouring over your eyes and it stings, but you continue digging and scraping and turning and twisting that knife. And though it nearly just ends all of you, you fell it first. And as you're standing, red fills all of your vision, the air becoming thick, the small vision of the conductor there on the floor, losing consciousness alongside you. And all of you, your vision goes dark. Uh, does this feel like as I was holding on to something, does this feel like this is about to be really bad for us? As this happens, you actually feel this sense of relief. Something kind has happened to you. Okay. I was going to sequester us all to my, uh, in, into our little, into my canteen, but if it feels good, I'm going. Finally, like waking from a dream, your vision returns to you. And for the first time in a long time, you feel this warmth, sun shining on your face. Opening your eyes, you're at a train station. Bustling people, laughing, traveling, running with their suitcases and their luggage. You see in front of you a small family huddled together, a father, his wife, two mid-twenties or so children, an elderly man rolling in a wheelchair, and this large, strong man seemingly carrying most of their luggage. As you all sort of regain consciousness, you find yourself sitting on benches, adjusting to the light and the sound and smells. The youngest, seemingly, of the family, the young boy, sort of places on his uncle's old hat and you see 
as he sort of grabs the hand of his sister and they walk over to you, a piece of paper in hand. Oh. Are we standing in. together? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're all, all, all on a bench. Mm-hmm. You're all on a bench. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And he hands this over to you. Oh. So many hands. The Fathom Express sinks. You see as he hands it over, the young girl sort of, <laughs> I'm very sorry that you all didn't make it into the paper, but a story nonetheless. So, so we did it? Can I give this little girl a hug? Yeah. Just, I crouch down in a very non-decorum, like not proper in any way. She just crouches and hugs her closely and says, you remind me so much of someone. Perhaps we've met. And kisses her on the temple again. And she sort of laughs and you see that same image that she showed you, that long blonde hair that just like radiating sort of skin and she you did it and tears begin pouring from her eyes um is barnabas there i'll walk up to barnabas as you approach you see this um that same sort of uh middle-aged man the sort of curly hair at the sides a thick mustache and the little goatee wearing the conductor hat and nicely dressed and he I did not know. I did not know that uh, that we would we would. I'm glad to have let it go. And you see, as he sort of um, turns and looks at his wife, who's sort of standing next to him, and he sort of wraps his arm around her. He, you saved me. You saved all of us. It's never going to happen again, is it? What? What you did is never going to happen again, is it? No. I don't want you to answer. I want him to answer. I'm reading his words. I want to hear it from his lips. He sort of, no, never again. And he sort of looks up and you see him sort of gaze past the sun into the clouds and he it's so nice to be above water. In a terrible turn of fate, the Fathom Express has seemingly been lost. The incredible transport was known as the world's first and only locomotive capable of deep sea travel. The train suffered massive damage that sunk the entire operation as the details explaining the collapse have yet to be discovered. Nothing has been recovered of the machine that will currently rot at the bottom of the ocean it fell victim to. Though we mourn the loss of incredible innovation, we are happy to report the founding Fathom family were able to escape and safely return to land. Barnabas Fathom, the conductor and patriarch of the Fathoms, had this to say about losing his legacy. We used to say on the Fathom, where everything is fathomable. But over time, my family and I learned the truth. Some things are meant only to be dreamed of. Perhaps the sinking of my darling train is a gift that the fathoms may finally rest. 
And that is where we are going to end our expedition on the Fathom Express. Oh, that was absolutely amazing! Holy shit, Lucy. Wow! So good. Um, so good. I wow. would love to thank my beautiful players for going on the tour and the train with me. Um, thank all of you for staying quite a bit later <laughs> than we had initially planned. Uh, I wouldn't be D4 if we didn't do that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> fair. That's fair. Wow. Yeah, and you did it. You got the best ending. That was incredible. That was the good ending. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, Definitely fits our our aesthetic. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us at the table and taking over. Yay, thank Uh, you for having me. Truly an honor. Oh, yeah, I can't think of a better first game to play as players at oh, this yeah. table. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Well, just yeah, three real. years. This I'm is so our first happy. time on this side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we did one shots uh, with, with yeah. the other players, yeah. but at yeah. the table too. Yeah. Those yeah. were all virtual. Yeah. I suppose we should close out. No, y'all can stay a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> y'all look so, delicious. Uh, you're behind the DM screen. You get to say it. Please be excellent to each other, and may you always roll with advantage. And as you can see, the pants still sort of fit. Uh, wait, wait, where are you going? C- come back! D4 is a 5e Dungeons & Dragons live actual play stream and podcast starring co-DMs Dustin Fletcher and Devin Henderson. With Katie Downey as Seisha Vallisbard, Patrick Logan as Voss, Ethan Monsor as Harold Hovelton, Katie Adkins as V. Veterock, and Rhea Sunshine as Vinley Gallinodel. To find out where to subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our community with extra content on Discord and Patreon, visit d4dndrpg.com. Please consider taking a moment of your time to rate and review us online and tweet us at d4dndrpg as word of mouth and recommendations will help us continue to grow so we can share stories with you all. Thank you for listening and being excellent to each other.